Alright, we don't have a quirky little intro, but what's up? I'm Riley, here with my co-host, Hunter. And uh, before we start with today's episode, we would like to just promote our new uh, social medias, if you'll let us indulge for a couple of seconds. So on Instagram, we are at The Real Chill Marked, and on Twitter, we are at Chilly Marty 69 which is the funny. And here on Spotify, you can find us at Chill Mart. And finally, we have a YouTube called Chill Mart Podcast. So, yeah, thank you for letting us indulge for a couple of seconds. So now we're going to start the episode um, with the Emmys. Emmys, right away with the Emmys? Okay. Uh, yeah, I think we'll start with the Emmys. Okay. okay. So, as I've stated before, I, I'm into awards and... Like, I've been getting into the Emmys a bit. I got into it last year, so I'm excited for it this year. Uh, don't don't start with the big ones. Start with, like, the smaller categories first, maybe. Okay, I'll just go to the Emmys official website then, because okay. I don't want to, yeah. yeah to, to, since you want to do it by category, okay. And Let's... I am on Gold Derby, uh, which is, like, an awards betting website. It's not, like, with money or whatever, but I ranked... 711 out of 4,500. So I actually did pretty good on the Emmys. Um, now, I'm just going to scroll. There's a lot of nominees. There's a lot of stuff. <laughs> so, alright. There's, we'll do text later, but uh, let's start with, like, comedy, and then we'll do, like, the comedy, like, I guess... So, like, comedy series? Uh, but not the big one. Start with, uh, yeah, like, okay. the guest actors. Would be. Okay. okay, cool, cool, cool. Guest actors in a comedy series? Okay. Uh, Jared Carmichael for Saturday Night Live. Jared Bill Hader for Curb Your Enthusiasm. James oh, Lance yeah. for Ted Lasso. Nathan Lane for Only Murders in the Building. Christopher McDonald for Hacks. And Sam Richardson for Ted Lasso. Yikes. I only got Nathan Lane and Bill Hader. I, I kind of fucked up bad on that one. Whoopsie daisy. Um, Alright, now let's do a guest actress. Guest actress. Alright, for a comedy series, Jane Addams and Hacks. Uh, Harriet Sansom Harris for Hacks. Jane Lynch for Only Murders in the Building. Laurie Met- 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 Metcalf and Hacks. Caitlin Olsen and Hacks. Jesus Christ. Harriet Walter and Four guest stars and Hacks? Holy shit. I got four of these. I only had two hacks actresses in there. I thought Gillian Anderson in The Great and Ariana DeBose for SNL would get in. Um, that's uh, my bad. So now let's go with uh, supporting. Is that actress then? Yeah, sure. It's supporting actress, yes. All right. Alex Borstein, Borstein for The Marvelous. Yeah, she's, she's Lois also in Family Guy. <laughs> Hannah and Binder and Hacks, Janelle James and Abbott Elementary, Kate McKinnon oh, 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 oh. and Oh shit, let's go. Okay. And Sarah Niles and Ted Lasso, Cheryl Lee Ralph and Abbott Elementary, Juno Temple and Ted Lasso, and Hannah Waddingham and Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso and Hacks. 
I'm gl- I actually predicted um, the two Hannahs, Alex Borstein, Kate McKinnon, and the two Abbott Elementary people, but uh, no one from Barry and no one from Insecure got in. So that's that's a that's a big oof for sure. Right, supporting actor then. Supporting actor. Anthony Kerrigan and Barry, Brett Goldstein and Ted Lasso. Okay. Toheb Jamo and Ted Lasso, Nick Mohammed and Ted Lasso, Tony Shaloub and the marvelous Miss Maisel, Taylor James Williams in Abbott Elementary. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. Oh, he's actually really good. That's a great pick. Okay. Henry Winkler in Barry and Bowen Yang in Saturday Night Live. Oof! I only got five of these. Usually, Keenan Thompson gets in, and nothing for Atlanta so far. I predicted some Atlanta people to get in, and they didn't. And uh, no hacks people got in, right? Or am I wrong about that? I don't remember. I didn't see any hacks. Okay. So now are we looking at a actress now? Yes, lead actress. Uh, Rachel Brosan in, Brosan in The Marvelous Miss Maisel. Okay. Quinta Brusan. Oh, that's in a good Elementary. Okay. Kaylee Kuko in The Flight Attendant. All Ellie right. Fanning in The Great. Oh, shit. Issa okay. Ray in Insecure and Gene Smart in Hacks. Um, I had Selena Gomez in instead of Ellie Fanning, but I got five out of six in that. That that's pretty good. All right, so here let's do. Uh, oh, actor. Yeah, actor, actor. actor. I have uh, I have my uh, my boy Donald Glover in Atlanta. Oh, uh, okay. Bill Hader for Barry in okay. Barry. Uh, Nicholas Holt in The Great. Oh shit. Steve Martin for Only Murders in the Building. Martin Short for okay. Only Murders in the Building, and Jason said. Sudeikis. Sudeikis and for Ted Lasso. So I called that both of the leads in Only Murders in the Building would get in. Uh, both of them. So not... Okay. Anyway, let's uh, yeah, let's go to series then. I have, I'm on writing. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. They start. don't have that category on uh, Gold Derby, so I'll just okay. hear, hear what it is, I guess. Okay. Uh, Abbott Elementary, Barry, Hacks, Only Murders... Oh, yeah, Barry, so Barry, there's, Axe. like, different writers okay. that do different episodes, so they can nominate them individually. So, yeah, there's two for Barry. Oh, shit, what are we do in the shadows? Let's go. What we do in the shadows and one for Ted Lasso. Oh, wow, really? Okay. So, like, last year, Ted Lasso had three, and now it only has one. That's kind of interesting. They want to get director for... Sure. Atlanta, Barry, Hacks, two only murders in the building, Ted Lasso, and... Uh, what the hell is that? Miss Pat? The oh, Miss Pat Show? What the fuck is that? <laughs> I've never heard of that. Alright, let's go to series then. Alright. Ready? Yep. Abbott Elementary. Yep. Barry. Mm-hmm. Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, shit. Okay. Alright. Hacks. Only Murder in the Building. Ted Lasso. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And What We Do in the Shadows. Okay. So I thought Reservation Dogs would get in. Because that's Taika Waititi and I heard that was very good. It was on Hulu. But instead, they did Curb Your Enthusiasm. And I called that Atlanta wouldn't get in. So I snubbed it for everything. But And I was nearly right about that. But one of, like, Donald Glover. Alright, so now let's do drama? Drama? Yeah, let's do uh, drama. Guest actress. Hope Davis in Succession. Okay. Marcia Gay Harden in the Marcia Gay Marcia, Harding. Marcia, yeah. yeah. Martha Kelly in Euphoria. 
Oh, shit. Shanahan in succession. Harriet Walter in su- succession. And Lee Yu Mi in Squid Game. I got all of those, except I thought Jackie Weaver for Yellowstone would get it. Maybe that's just like a gold derby thing, but my mom loves Yellowstone, and I hear it actually got really good play recently, like more popular, and then it showed up on gold derby, so I'm like, alright, I'll go with that then. So maybe maybe I'm wrong about that. That's going to suck. Um, alright, guest actor then. Uh, Adrian Brody for Succession. Okay. James Cromwell for Succession. Okay. Coleman Domingo for Euphoria. Okay. Arian Moade for Succession. Uh, Tom Pelfrey for Ozark and Alexander Skarsgård for Succession. Yeah, Succession is going to get like almost like over 20. Like no joke. That and Ted Lasso and Hacks, I think, are probably going to get like over 20. Nothing Marvel yet. Um, I'm thinking nothing's gonna get in. <laughs> yeah, Let's that's go. what I've been waiting for, though, to be honest. <laughs> it's just nothing for them. Alright, we're doing supporting actress. Yeah, I got supporting actress. Okay. Patricia Arquette. Arquette. Ar- Arquette for Sir Severance. Okay. Julia Garner for Ozark. Okay. Jun Ho Yon for Squid Game. Okay. Christina Ritchie in Yellow Jackets. Ray Seahorn in Better Call Saul. The Meat. Jay Smith Cameron for Succession, Sarah Snook for Succession, and Sydney Sweeney for Euphoria. I had all of those, except I had Millie Bobby Brown in from Stranger Things. But instead they nominated someone from Yellow Jackets. But otherwise I got like 7 out of 8 in that category. I did really good. Alright, now let's go on to supporting actors, I guess. Nicholas Braun for Succession, Billy Cr- Screwed up for the morning show. Okay. Uh, Kieran Culkin for Succession. Mm-hmm. Parquet So for Squid Game. Oh shit. Uh, Matthew Mac- McFadden for Succession. Okay. John Tur- John Turturro for uh, Severance. Christopher Walken for Severance. Oh and shit. Oh Young Soo for Squid Game. All right, so I only had Oh Young Soo for Squid Game. I didn't think there'd be a second one, and no one from Better Call Saul. So no Giancarlo Esposito. <laughs> Which is nuts, but all right. Now let's do what's next. Uh, support uh, leading actress. I'll just skip writing and directing. Well, I mean, like you can say that after the two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Jodie Comer, uh, Killing Eve. Laura okay. Kinney, Ozark. Melanie mm-hmm. Linsky, Yellow Jackets. Sandra oh, Oh, Killing Eve. Yep. Uh, Reese Witherspoon for The Morning Show and oh. Zendaya for Euphoria. Okay, so I had Jennifer Aniston in, non Reese Witherspoon. And again, no one from Yellowstone. I had Kelly Riley for Yellowstone. So I think that's going to get shot out. Um, that's a oof on my part. Um, all right, let's go to actor then. Uh, Jason Bateman, Ozark. Mm-hmm. Brian Cox, Succession. Mm-hmm. Lee Jung Jae for Squid Game. Mm-hmm. Adam Scott, Severance. Oh, shit. Okay. Jeremy Strong, Succession. Yeah. And Bob Odenkirk for Better Call Saul. Let's go. The meme. I, again, I had Kevin Costner in Yellowstone. It's getting shot out. Um, all right, now let's go to writing, I guess. Uh, writing, Better Call Saul, mm-hmm. uh, Ozark, Severance, Squid Game, Succession, and then two Yellow Jackets. Wow. That, that was actually pretty spread out, to be honest. Yeah, wait until direction. Ozark, Severance, Squid Game, three Successions, and a Yellow Jacket. Fuck. <laughs> I'm telling you, 
like uh, Succession is going to sweep. It's going to get everything, I think. Well, Outstanding Drama Series is kind of wacky. But okay. Yeah, Better Call Saul, yep. Ozark, Severance, mm-hmm. Squid Game, Succession, Yellow Jackets, and then like Euphoria, but then Stranger Things 4 wasn't nominated for anything. But it gets into drama. But it gets into drama. So, again, I had everything <laughs> except Yellowstone and uh, Yellow Jackets got it. So, yeah, I did call that Stranger Things would get in. I did call that. Um, all right, now let's go to, like, Limited. Limited. Okay. Yeah. Supporting Actress in Limited. Uh, Connie Breton in The White Lotus. Jennifer Cooley- Coolidge. The White, White Lotus. Lotus. Alexandria Daddario. Alexander Daddario. Daddario. White Lotus, oh Caitlin God. Dever and Dope Stick. Oh, okay. It's dope Sick. Natasha Rothwell, The White Lotus. Oh, my Sydney God. Sweeney, the White oh, my Lotus. God. Mayor Winningham, Dope Sick. Five people from The White Lotus yeah. in Supporting Actress. Holy shit. Alright. Oh uh, uh, Murray Barlett for The White Lotus. Okay. And Jake Lacey, The White Lotus. Okay. Will Poulter, Dope Sick. Seth Rogen, Pam and, uh, Pam and Tam. Tommy, Pam and Tommy, okay. Peter Sarsgaard, uh, dope, dope sick. sick. Michael Stolbarg, dope, dope sick. Steve Zahn for the White Lotus. Um, so wait, was that four for the White Lotus? Yes. Jesus Christ. No, it's oh, only three. Three. three, three, yeah, and then three for dope, dope sick. Dope Again, dope sick. nothing for Marvel. Moon Knight's not getting in. Nothing for Loki in drama. Nothing for Loki. Just saying, it... Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Let's go! <laughs> Alright. Outstanding lead actress. Ready? Okay. Tony Collette. Uh, the Staircase. Mm-hmm. Julia Garner. Inventing Anna. Okay. Lily James, Pam and Tommy. Okay. Sarah Polson. Impeachment, American Crime Story. What the fuck? Margaret Qualley Maid. Amanda Seyfried. Seyfried. So I had Jessica Chastain for Scenes from America. But I, that one was wrong. But I got five out of six in that one. All right. Now, actor. Uh, uh, Colin Firth, The Staircase, Andrew Garfield, Under the Banner of Heaven, Oscar uh-huh. Isaac, Scenes from a Marriage. Okay, so he gets in. All right. Michael Keaton, D- Dope Sick, yep. Hamish Paddle, uh, Station. Oh, 11. wait, really? Oh, shit. Sebastian okay. Stan, Pam and Tommy. I did call that. So, yeah, no Ben Foster for The Survivor. That was like a Beatty movie. It was about a Holocaust survivor that becomes a boxer. Like, the biggest bait you've ever, like, heard of in your entire <laughs> life. Um, Alright, writing now? Uh, Dope Sick, Impeachment, Made, uh, Station Eleven, The Dropout, and The White Lotus. See, that was spread out. That's good. Uh-huh. Okay. And directing. Uh, Danny Strong. Wait. Dope Sick, Made, Station Eleven, Two the dropouts and then the white lotus. Okay. All right. Oh, let's do TV movie. That's a just separate category. There. Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Let's go. Ray Donovan, the movie. Yep. Uh, Reno Nine One One, the Hunter Quinn, fuck the Survivor, I... and Zoe's Extraordinary Christmas. So no, the Fallout. That was big on HBO. Yeah, it was. Limited or anthology series. Dope Sick, Inventing Anna, Pam and Tommy. Out in the Wait, Pam and Tommy got in? Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, I fucked up. I only got Dope Sick and the White Lotus in that category. No Maid. 
know under the banner of heaven and know the staircase. I fucked up bad in that category. And so, wait, Lily James doesn't get in. Oh, no, wait, she did get in. Never mind, I'm stupid. Oh, and Seth Rogen got in, too. That's kind of funny. Alright. So, okay. No. I don't care about reality. I don't... Well, I do care about reality, but not like the reality shows, really. I'm not the biggest fan of the short form or the variety. So let's uh, check animation, maybe. Because uh, I want to see Love, Death, and Robots pop off. Which, all three animated? or uh, individual, Yeah, the, the top one, probably. Or all three, I guess. I can't click on the top one. But okay. Uh, the outstanding animated program, Arcane, Bob's Burgers, Rick and Morty, The Simpsons, and Look. What if? What the fuck? <laughs> Ew! Okay, Arcane makes sense. That's gonna finally beat The Simpsons. The Simpsons is one for like 10 years in a row. That's like not even a joke. The Simpsons just <laughs> wins what? every time. It won last year. Alright? It just wins. That's <laughs> just what happens. Are they biased? I can't click on that. Oh, so then... Short form... Love, Death, and Robots, Obviously. Robot Chicken, yep. Star Wars Visions, okay. Diet, The Boys, Diabolical. Wait, yep. that was actually... Talk about that. When Billy Met Lisa. Okay, so Love, Death, and Robots is going to win again. Because it's won every single year. That it's out. Oh, Star Wars Visions. Uh, okay. Uh, oof, there's a lot of text. Like, you just look at that. So, I don't really... Hmm, here, let's, let's do, like, cinematography. Alright, let, let's do cinematography. Cinematography. Yeah, cinematography. Which one? All of them. Alright, we'll start with Except for reality. reality. Okay. Except for reality. Except for reality. Nonfiction. Uh, sure. Yeah, we can go for that. Uh, 100 Foot Wave. McCartney 321 are great national parks. Oh, that's the Obama one. Stanley oh, okay. to Tucci Searching for Italy. The Andy Warhol Diaries and We Three People. Alright. Uh, now, this is for a uh, single camera series, one hour. Euphoria, Loki, Ozark. Oh, so Loki gets text, okay. Squid Game, The Marvelous Miss Mabel, and uh, The Rise of the Lakers. Winning Oh, shit! That's interesting. Now, uh, we have uh, half, half, half hour. hour. Okay. Atlanta, Barry, Gronish, Hacks, Insecure, and Russian. Russian film. Interesting. Wow. Uh, Multi camera series. So, this is like sitcom. How am I your mother? Father. Father. <laughs> Be positive, positive in the Connors. The Connors. Okay. Uh, For anthology. anthology or limited? 1883, 1883 twice. 1883. Dope sick. Gaslight. Moon Knight. Moon Knight gets a cinematography combination. I feel like that's kind of deserved, like some of it. It's like ruined by some of the VFX, but like it's shot pretty well. Moon Knight was, and The Witcher, and oh. Okay, so this is... Costumes for sci-fi. Oh, so are, are we doing all costumes then? Yeah, oh, we'll, we'll do all the costume categories. Right? Yeah, so I'm just kind of... Sci-fi, fantasy, Loki, Moon Knight, Picard, Book of Boba Fett, Witcher, and what we do in the shadows. Probably what we do in the shadows. Maybe. Because, yeah, it's like vampire and Victorian or whatever. I feel like... Here, we, we got to figure out if Ludwig Gornson got in. That's, that's what I was looking for. <laughs> Wait, a limited time anthology? Moon Knight was nominated for... Score? Score. For, well, because it would be limited series. Original Dramatic Score. Music Conversation. Okay. 
Music Direction. Not that one. I'm telling you, it's going to be under original title theme. Uh, Loki was nominated. I think Loki. Okay, it, it's going to be this. It's going to be this one. And it's not in it. He's won twice for The Mandalorian, but he didn't even get in for Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, well, I don't remember anything from Moon Knight, so... But that got in. Wait, I do remember the one, the, the, the music that plays when he wakes up. Oh, yeah. Right, right like, the first episode. Right, so, um... I'm curious... Here, look up the stats. How, uh, what were, like, the most nominated, like, shows this year? Because I feel like Loki, Moon Knight, The Witcher, uh, probably got, like, a bunch of texts, but, like, nothing above the line. There's probably, like, an article that, like, just lays it out. Hacks with 17, Only Murders in the Building with 17. White Lotus has 20. Jesus. Uh, Ted Lasso with... 25? No. Wait, HBO's yeah. drama series. Blanked it, it's only 25. Oh, so they're talking about Succession. Oh. Succession got 25? Good God. Ted Lasso got... Oh, they each earned 20. Ted Lasso and White Lotus with 20? Good fucking God. Um, Pam and Tommy got 10. Stranger Things got 13, even though it only got drama. So it must have popped off in text. And HBO has... Shut up. HBO has the most with 108 nominees. Jesus fucking Christ. HBO, every year, you gotta trust HBO. That's basically what you gotta take away from this. That's basically all you gotta take away from it. So, thank you for reading me the... Extremely disappointed Book of Boba Fett wasn't nominated for score. Um, in any... Uh... Sorry, I was just texting. So, speaking of awards, I want to talk about one of the years at the Oscars. A year that I think is kind of interesting, because it has like three of my favorite movies of all time from that year. So, um, this is the 2015 Oscars for the 2014 movies. <clears throat> so, Birdman was nominated everywhere, but it only won the Guild Award for picture, so it didn't win Golden Globe or, like, the British Oscars. Or it didn't even win the critics' groups, really. I mean, it won some, but not, like, the major one that people look to. So it only won one place before it went to win Best Picture. Uh, Boyhood, which is Richard Linklater, who did uh, Dazed and Confused and the Before Trilogy, um, that won the other three places. Golden Globe, Critics' Choice, and BAFTA. Also nominated everywhere was Grand Budapest Hotel, because Wes Anderson's a goat, I'm telling you. Um, that won Comedy Golden Globe over Birdman, which is kind of wacky. I do think they're both funny in their own way, but I think Grand Budapest Hotel is like more inherently a comedy. 
I think. Well, yeah, yeah, because Birdman is more of just a satire of Hollywood. Right. And just, like, actors in general. Well, yeah, not just Hollywood, but, yeah, that, that, yeah. Um, Yeah. So, the imitation game, which is a boring-as-fuck World War II movie about Benedict Cumberbatch got everything, because apparently the Oscars and everyone else can't not love World War II Oscar bait. That's basically what this says. <clears throat> Saving Private Ryan. Okay, but listen, that was good. That's different. <laughs> That's different. Mm, Saving Private Ryan is Oscar bait. Don't I mean, listen to him. I mean, it is Oscar bait, but it's also like a technically well-crafted movie. You know? It's like, it's a bit different. And then the only other movie of uh, outside of the four to get nominated everywhere is The Theory of Everything, which is the uh, Stephen Hawking biopic. Um, that's kind of shocking, I think, but I guess people, people like that movie. Uh, Selma gets in with just Golden Globe and Critics' Choice. That's the Martin Luther King Jr. movie. Um, this is one of two awards it gets, including, uh, Best Picture, which is kind of wacky. Whiplash only got Critics' Choice and PGA. Now, Whiplash is fantastic. Um. But I, I'm sort of, like, glad. Like, it's probably my favorite of the category, but I'm sort of glad it didn't win Best Picture because, like, Damien Chazelle was in his, like, 20s, and he didn't, like, need a Best Picture win in his first movie. But, like, Inuritu had been doing stuff since, like, the 90s. So, like, he's been around for a while. It's, like, it made sense for him to win Best Picture, or, like, his movie to win Best Picture. And then, finally, American Sniper, which is... Awful. <laughs> I don't yeah, know why yeah. it got in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, that only got PGA, which is again like the guild for like producers, and they. Anytime I hear American Sniper was nominated for Best Picture that year at the Oscars, just like Awful. it blows my mind. I know. <laughs> Ugh. So okay, other movies in contention: Fox Capture, which is about an event at the Olympics. Steve Carell was nominated. Mark Ruffalo was nominated. It got director, screenplay, makeup, but it didn't get picture, which is kind of wacky. It got Golden Globe and PGA. Nightcrawler, which is the... Literally me. The literally me character, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Got Critics' Choice and PGA. Gone Girl, which is female, literally someone probably. Uh, David, David Fincher, Fincher. Yeah. Critics' Choice, PGA. Unbroken, which is Angelina Jolie's directorial debut, just got Critics' Choice, and, like, the rest doesn't matter. Um, so, director, Alejandro Gonzalez Senorito for Birdman. He only won DGA, so, again, it won a guild. But, like, it was a fucking one-take movie. So, I'm shocked that he didn't sweep, because one-take movies sweep normally. <laughs> Um, 1917 did? Yeah, <laughs> it, it swept director and then lost to Bong Joon-ho, which I think is great. Oh, you're talking about the other awards, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, okay. yeah, Birdman uh, only got DGA for director, but it was nominated everywhere, right? They weren't going to not nominate a one-take movie. Richard Linklater won everywhere else, too. Go and go, Critics' Choice, BAFTA. So the three places it won picture director uh they all were wrong 
because the Oscars went with not those two, which is kind of wacky. Uh, Wes Anderson for Grand Budapest Hotel got everything, which is great. You haven't seen the movie yet. No, I've only seen like clips or like shots of it or whatever. One Wes Anderson movie. And that's the animated one. And that's how fantastic Mr. Fox. Um, yeah, it, it's a gorgeous-looking movie. The staging is incredible. And fantastic Mr. Fox is, too. So That's true. He's, he's very good at staging. Um, but yeah, nominated everywhere. Morton Tildum for The Imitation Game. That's a boring, gross-looking movie. But that got nominated at the Guild uh, DGA. Mission Impossible 3 is also a boring, gross-looking film, and that's considered one of the best in the franchise, so... Really? Yeah. I, I, I only <laughs> yeah. heard bad things about it. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, all of their things rankings on are like, oh, yeah, it's really good, guys. Interesting. Unless it's so, yeah, but, like, he only got DGA. Now then, as I mentioned a little bit before, Bennett Miller for Foxcatcher uh, got in over people like Ava DuVernay for Selma, if she got in, she would have been the first black woman nominated for director. Uh, but they didn't do that. So, um, whoopsie. Uh, yeah, Ava DuVernay got Golden Globe Critics' Choice. David Fincher also got Golden Globe Critics' Choice for Gone Girl. Uh, Clint Eastwood got nominated at the DGA for American Sniper, which is dumb. It's a That's a dumb pick. That's a really dumb pick. Uh, Damien Chazelle was nominated for Whiplash at BAFTA, which I think is amazing. It's an extremely, like, directed movie. Um, and then James Marsh for The Theory of Everything got BAFTA. Um, I, I think Birdman's director win makes sense. It's very good. Um, here we go. Actor. Here we go. Eddie Redmayne for The Theory of Everything. Playing Stephen Hawking. Uh, won everything except for Critics' Choice. And then Michael Keaton only one critic's choice and then the comedy going globe and then lost everywhere else for Birdman. Which sucks. Because <laughs> he was great in it. And it was like basically his movie. Or like about him a lot. Yeah. Like his, career, it's like yeah. his career. And it just like didn't get in. Like, but thankfully he was nominated everywhere. Benedict Cumberbatch for the imitation game got in everywhere. Steve Carell for Foxcatcher got Golden Globe SAG was actually BAFTA in supporting, but then gets lead at Oscar. And this is his only nomination at the Oscars for Steve Carell. This is movie, which is kind of wacky. And then, here we go, here we go. <clears throat> Bradley Cooper, American Sniper. Nominated... I can put on a generic American accent, too. <laughs> I'm just saying! And then, he was nominated nowhere. And then got in over Jake Gyllenhaal and Nightcrawler, which got everything. Literally everything. Just saying. And then he also got in over Rafe Fines for the Grand Budapest Hotel, and he's excellent. He got Golden Globe Comedy, Critics' Choice, and BAFTA, but whatever. I guess don't nominate him. You think the Academy was just like, hey, we need one movie to at least draw on the numbers, so let's just pick American Sniper. Yeah, because like the majority of the movies were indie. Yeah. Yeah. Um... That's actually not a bad bet. Uh, David Oyelowo, who played Martin Luther King Jr. in Selma, got Golden Globe Critics' Choice, and then did get nominated. 
which you would think would, because he's playing fucking Martin Luther King. Um, here we go. Actress, Julianne Moore for Still Alice. Nominated everywhere, won everything. We've seen this movie. Um, what what did you think of Still Alice and her Oscar win? It was okay. She did. I didn't see an Oscar winning performance though. Maybe a nomination, saw, but not the win. Yeah, I, I saw. I don't. I maybe now. Maybe there was another movie way out there that could have possibly possibly replaced that nomination, but it just. Yeah, it just didn't seem like I would remember that ever. That's true. She got like nominated i think like once or twice before but she like this was like her time you know she played the oh i've never won you should give me one award and like like the, the play to do that and then they were like oh yeah yeah we we remember you julianne more here we'll, we'll we'll make you sweep the every award and then we'll have you win yeah she she kind of was just like generic crying lady who's losing her memory I mean, I did think she was, like, good, but... I don't know, I thought, I... I don't like, I, I wouldn't say win-worthy, but, like, nomination, I'm fine with. Um, Rosamund Pike for Gone Girl, nominated everywhere. Uh, Reese Witherspoon for the movie Wild, nominated everywhere. And Felicity Jones for The Theory of Everything, nominated everywhere. She was also in uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2 that year. <laughs> Let's yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's Let's that, go. That <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. So, Marion Cotillard for a uh, French movie, Two Days, One Night, gets only Critics' Choice, and then gets in over uh, Jennifer Aniston for a movie called Cake, where she got Cake. Golden Globe. Yeah. <laughs> Golden Globe Critics' Choice. SAG. Um, this was like her turn to like the dramatic, and people thought, oh yeah, they're going to nominate Jennifer Aniston because she's in a drama role now. But then they didn't. They they were like, nope, we're gonna nominate Marion Cotillard instead. Um, possibly in the conversation was Amy Adams for Big Eyes. It was a Tim Burton movie where she like painted. She won Comedy Golden Globe and was nominated at BAFTA. Right, here we go. Supporting actor J.K. Simmons in Whiplash. You've seen clips for the movie, right? Yeah. With how insane he is in the movie. J.K. Simmons is incredible in Whiplash. I've seen it twice now. When isn't he incredible, though? Almost every movie. He's quite boring. <laughs> what do you mean? Um, but, yeah. Oh, yeah, No Way Home. Yeah, you're and right. also, just, like, he's, like, in movies where they're like, oh, shit, that's J.K. Simmons. Why are you here? Like, he was in The Tomorrow War, and I was like, oh, J.K. Simmons, is, oh, is yeah, this I a paycheck for you? Is this a paycheck for you? Um, but, yeah, nominated everywhere. Won everything, which is like absolutely deserved. Uh, Edward Norton in Birdman, he was great in the movie, nominated everywhere. Ethan Hawke in Boyhood, nominated everywhere. Mark Ruffalo in Foxcatcher, nominated everywhere. Um, the only person that wasn't nominated everywhere was uh, Robert Duvall for The Judge, but he got everything except for BAFTA. So, like, if this was the biggest lock. For supporting actor maybe ever in this category just there was one other alternative being josh brolin in inherent vice which is a pta movie and he got critics choice 
Uh, supporting actress Patricia Arquette for Boyhood, nominated everywhere, won everything. Um, the only person this year that didn't sweep everything was Eddie Redmayne. But outside of that, it was kind of obvious who was winning. Uh, Emma Stone in Birdman, do you remember her performance in that movie? She cried once. She did cry once, and she smoked weed. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> nominated everywhere for it, I guess. Um, uh, Kira Knightley for The Imitation Game, got nominated everywhere. Meryl Streep in a Disney musical. Into the Woods, you remember that? No. No? Nope. I do, and it was boring. But she I, got in, she got in nearly everywhere. I remember they, uh, in the, in, in the, for school, they, they had the Into the Woods play. Oh, they did? Yeah, they, that same year that movie came out, because everyone was excited for it, but nobody talked about it after it came out. <laughs> Whoopsie. That's a, that's a, that's a whoops. And then, uh, Laura Dern gets in for Wild. She was nominated nowhere. The other people in contention were like a bunch of random ass picks that like no one really knew, like who the hell was getting in. So the fifth slot was pretty open. Uh, original screenplay, Birdman wins. Yes. Uh, gets Golden Globe, Critics' Choice wins, and then nominated at BAFTA. He didn't get in at the Writers Guild because he's not a member, so he wasn't eligible. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's like completely deserved. Yeah, like, I guess we've just been talking about, like, what it got or whatever. But, like, let's talk about Birdman. What, like, what do you think of Birdman? Well, I had to watch Birdman because I do a presentation on it in the film class that, you know, that, that we took in high school. Yeah. So, yeah, that's when we watched it get together. And, um, yeah, no, it's fine. They can hear me. But it was, um, very good. Very good. Is that all you gotta say? No, no, I mean, like, because I haven't watched it since then. That's, that's... Oh, so it's been, like, it's, it's a been, couple of years. It's been a couple of years, but, um, I did watch it. But, yeah, I... I remember in the moment when I watched it, I was absolutely blown away, because, like, my presentation that I had to do on it, I was very passionate about how much I loved the movie. I remember that very much, but it's just I haven't watched it in a while, so I think that kind of fizzled down sure. a lot. But, like, do you think it deserved the wins that it got? Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen any of the other nominees, but, yeah. I, I would say just, well, I have seen American Sniper, but, like... There's, you. like, no competition. But you. <laughs> but and any time someone talks about American Sniper, I'm like, yeah, Birdman deserved that win. American Sniper. People I love American Sniper. I fucking hate American I Sniper. I know. Okay, people. all right. So, the Grand Budapest Hotel, Hotel got Golden Globe Critics' Choice, nominated also at WJ BAFTA, won BAFTA over uh, Birdman. And then because uh, Birdman wasn't eligible at the Writers Guild, it won at the Writers Guild, too. So, people were thinking, well, there's this surge for Inuritu to win director, so maybe now it's time to give Wes Anderson an Oscar for screenplay, but instead they gave Inuritu every award. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, 
Wes Anderson hasn't been nominated since. That's not true. He was nominated for uh, I Love Dogs because he nominated director. So yeah, he got nominated for I Love Dogs. But like, in terms of his live action craft, he hasn't been nominated since. Um, Boyhood got nominated everywhere. Nightcrawler gets in as its one and only nomination. And then Foxcatcher gets just the Guild. Um, adapted screenplay, The Imitation Game, because World War II Oscar bait, and it's a talky movie, gets in everywhere, wins the Guild, and then the USC Scripter, which is like awards for adaptations of books into films and stuff. Or I guess also into TV shows. But yeah, that won the Oscar. The Theory of Everything won BAFTA. Um, nominated at Critics' Choice USC. Whiplash was nominated everywhere except for Golden Globe, but was nominated in Original, but then was put in Adapted because it was based off of a short film that he made. So people were like, well, he created the short film, and now he's creating the movie. So, like, he's still doing it, so it's, like, an original idea, but it's adapted off of his own thing. So, okay, that's kind of stupid. That people thought it was original? Or that no, wait. it's inadapted? That it's in, yeah, you're talking about it's inadapted, yeah. Yeah. I would say that's kind of stupid. That it, that, cause it, yeah. Well, because it's based off of talks his itself. own yeah. short film. So, like, it's based off of something. So it's adapted, but people thought because he made the original thing that it would be original, which isn't how that works. <laughs> um, so yeah, nominated everywhere in original, and then gets in adapted at the Oscars. Inherent Vice, Paul Thomas Anderson uh, gets Critics' Choice USC, and then American Sniper got a fucking screenplay nomination. You know how awful that is? <laughs> no. <laughs> he... You, he he had a, like an accent, and then the woman character was it's, like, ha ha ha, I don't like men, except I like you, because you're hot. And then it's like, okay. Yeah, Bradley <laughs> okay. Cooper's hot. <laughs> See, look, wow. We're progressive. <laughs> We're progressive. But yeah, that got the guild, and that got bathed out. Gone Girl, which was nominated everywhere, and won the Critics' Choice, didn't get nominated. And then American Sniper gets <laughs> American <laughs> Sniper. Wow. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy got a Writer's Guild nomination. Which is kind of wacky. Bring it up later. <laughs> um, also, Guardians of the Galaxy is one of my favorite movies of that year. But it's a superhero movie, so that had no shot. But yeah, that's... Um, Wild got Critics' Choice WGA USC. And then didn't get nominated. Paddington got BAFTA. The first Paddington. <laughs> Paddington, <laughs> let's go. Here we go. Paddington. Best score. Uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel. He... Oh, snap. He got... Old, uh, Alexander Desplat is a super, like, incredible composer. You know, he did the 2014 Godzilla, he did the latest Little Women, and he's been doing Wes Anderson movies for like a decade now, ever since uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. So he 
gets nominated for a Wes Anderson movie, Grand Budapest Hotel, but he only got BAFTA nominated, and then the Oscar, and then it won BAFTA, and then it won the Oscar, which is kind of wacky, but like that's deserved. It's like during the movie, the score is okay, but there's like a theme that plays during the credits that is like insane and so goddamn good, and I'm glad that it won for that. The Theory of Everything uh, got nominated everywhere. Uh, Golden Globe, which it won. Uh, Interstellar, Hans Zimmer, Christopher Nolan movie. Um, Golden Globe Critics' Choice BAFTA, nominated everywhere. The Imitation Game gets Golden Globe Critics' Choice. And then Mr. Turner, which I don't know what that is, but it has one of the people from Harry Potter in it. <laughs> that got score over Birdman, which was nominated everywhere. And then it won Critics' Choice. Which is... Like, I remember the drums very vividly. Like, the, the movie, like, um, builds off of the score in terms of, like, the pacing and, like, every stage interaction. They had people, like, playing the drums in the background and shit. So, like, the score was integral to the plot. And then it didn't get nominated. All I remember is the drums, though. But that's, like, the yeah. only score part is the drums. And then Gone Girl got Bone Globe Craig's Choice. And then Under the Skin, wacky, batshit insane A24 horror movie got a BAFTA nomination. If you listen to the score for that movie, it's actually quite good. Cinematography, Birdman wins everything, which is like deserved because it's one take. It also just looks good. Grand Budapest Hotel gets in everywhere. Mr. Turner, I don't know what that movie is, but that got everything. Unbroken. Angelina Jolie movie, got an Epic Guild, and then Ida, which is a foreign language film, yuck, <laughs> no, that's a joke, but that got BAFTA, because they like international stuff, and that got the Oscar, over Interstellar. They do like Nolan movies. I mean, Nolan's Inception won cinematography, so then Interstellar doesn't even get nominated. You're, you're, you look like you're about to say something. Like, well, sorry, go back to score. Interstellar was nominated for score, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. But not just making cinematography. Sure. Just yeah. making sure. But not cinematography. Okay. But not cinematography. Okay. okay. But it wasn't even nominated. Was it nominated for Best Picture? Did I miss that? No, it, it wasn't nominated for Picture. Or <laughs> Director. Or Screenplay. Or Matthew McConaughey and that's it. Yeah, well, Matthew... I'm going to get killed, but Matthew McConaughey was kind of bland. He, play, he, he cried, and then everyone's like, Yeah, good Oscar! Oscar. Let's go, Oscar! He, he cried once. Let's go! Alright, editing. Whiplash wins. And it only wins at BAFTA, but it's nominated everywhere. It has fantastic editing. The final, like, concert scene alone is like, Oh, shit. That's like some wacky stuff, dude. Oh, my God. Um... Grand Budapest Hotel won Comedy uh, Eddie Award, which is the guild for editing, and then it got nominated at BAFTA. Boyhood gets in, and that won Drama, Editing Guild. Uh, American Sniper got in to editing, which is dumb. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Imagine a war movie getting into editing. That's kind of wacky. And then the Imitation Game, because also World War II. Birdman, he got nominated for editing everywhere. He 
even though it's a one-take war movie. Not war movie, just a one-take movie. One Sorry, take, yeah. Back, yeah. back that up. Uh, but yeah, just a one-take movie. Um, like, I get it, it has shot stitching to make it look like... That's a it's, lot of one-shots in it. Yeah, I know. Like, it's not actually one-take, but they use shot stitching, and apparently that was good enough to win the critics' choice and get nominated everywhere else, which is kind of wacky. But Guardians of the Galaxy got the comedy Eddie at the Guild, which I think is a great pick. Um, Interstellar only got Critics' Choice, didn't get editing at the Oscars, which is kind of kind of wacky because Dunkirk won the next time he made a movie that won editing. Um, well, yeah. I'm not it's true production design because Wes Anderson it gets nominated everywhere for Grand Budapest Hotel and wins everything um, Interstellar gets nominated in production design because of like the ships I guess and like that's it that I can think of like set stuff um no they probably built some of the planets or like they built a planet. <laughs> no, like they didn't build a planet, but they they built they built like the landscape of the planet. Without Couldn't using, that just be like, VFX? Yeah, but like if you've seen the movie later on, there's like instead of just you know the water that everyone knows, there's mm-hmm. like actual like cool planet shit that they maybe maybe create. And then like, big rocks. Big rocks. Let's go. <laughs> like big rocks. So that, that's what I'm saying. They made big rocks for the movie. And that got nominated for production. Good job. Because they made big some rocks. rocks. <laughs> because he made some rocks. Mr. Turner gets in into the woods because Disney. And then the Intimidation Game because World War Two. And then what's not nominated, uh, Birdman. Which, like, makes sense. But that one uh, Art Directors Guild, or one of the three categories there. Because I, I guess, like, the theater counts yeah. as production design. I see that more as, like, set decoration than anything else. Than just, like, they built a theater. Because I don't think they did. Um, here we go. Costumes. Grand Budapest Hotel wins everything. Disney, Into the Woods, nominated everywhere. Inherent Vice, PTA, that gets in. Maleficent, remember that? <laughs> <laughs> that got in. Guardians got costume designers guild for sci-fi, which is kind of wacky because like mostly it's just leather. That's most of the costumes is just leather. Um, VFX Interstellar wins. VFX. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. That's totally fine. It only won BAFTA though. It didn't win anywhere else. Oh. It beat out Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, which I know you love that movie. Mm. So here, here, here's what I'm going to tell you, all right? The Rise of the Planet of the Apes was winning everything, and then the Martin Scorsese film Hugo won, <laughs> like, <laughs> like one of the awards and then beat Rise of the Planet. Well, wasn't there one other movie in VFX that Hugo beat that year? Was it 2015? No. That was 2011. 2011. Yeah, what was 2011? Oh, yeah. They beat, they beat uh, 
Hugo beat something else for VFX, or something else. I want to say it was Drive. In VFX? Not for VFX, but... Oh, sound editing? Yeah, 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 it was sound editing, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, then, yeah, 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 Interstellar beats Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. And then Worf of the Planet of the Apes was winning everything. And then Blade Runner wins Batman. Yeah, well, Blade Runner, I can see more than War. Yeah. But uh, both are great. And I probably could say Interstellar above Dawn, too. Because. I think it was used more sparingly, even though it's a space movie. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, then Guardians gets in everywhere. Um, X-Men Days of Future Past gets in. I think that's like one of the only, if not the only X-Men movie <laughs> to get nom- Oh, that's not true. Logan got screenplay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and then Captain America The Winter Soldier gets in. Over Hobbit Battle of the Five Armies. Have you seen Hobbit and the Battle of the Five Armies? I have the seen The special it. effects in that movie? Some of it, like, the dragon looks really good, and then, like... There's the dude riding the hog. That looks fucking awful. So, okay, like, the the Hobbit series doesn't have that great of the effects. Makeup, uh, Grand Budapest Hotel wins makeup, and then Guardians gets nominated, and then so is Foxcatcher, and that beats out The Hobbit and the Disney movie uh, Into the Woods. Uh, sound mixing, whiplash, which makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah, look at that. <laughs> that looks so good. <laughs> you can't see it, but there's some VFX shots that are kooky I know, people, and don't look good. People on Twitter call other people off for, like, that's just a single still. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, but it looks yeah. good. Not. Yeah. It doesn't look good. Here we go. Uh, Birdman gets sound mixing because of, like, the drums and then the layering of, like, American Sniper, because war movie, war movies get sound. This is how it works. Interstellar, because space movie. That's That's true. And then Guardians didn't get nominated. That was like the number six. Like, Guardians for sound makes a lot of sense, because they have like the, the spaceships, and they have like the lasers, or whatever. And then they have like all the weird alien noises and shit. Like, that could have gotten sound, but it like just didn't. Which is kind of wacky. Uh, sound editing. Here we have a win for American Sniper. A win for American Sniper in sound editing. Gun. Because gun. gun. Because gun. Gun. Birdman gets into sound editing, which I don't get. Yeah. Because like they walk around, and then there's like more walking. <laughs> oh, well, maybe, maybe because of the meteor. Maybe because of the meteor, and also like when the wings. On Birdman, like get wacky and like the metal yeah. vulture. Okay, so maybe I can see it. Just the one editing. specific scene. Yeah, the one scene got it a sound nomination. Uh, Interstellar because space movie, and then The Hobbits gets into sound because the dragon and also the the, the orcs or whatever. It's like a American patriotic like protest song. Lego Movie gets into song. Everything is awesome. Um, and then like the rest of these I don't know. Oh, the 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 Hanging Tree song from Hunger Games Mockingjay didn't get in. 
I don't remember that. That was played on the radio constantly. I, I kind of... Maybe if I listened to it, I would remember it. But right now, yeah, I kind of don't remember it. Um, animated film. Yep. Strap in. Yep. Strap in. You I'm, strapped in? Yep, I'm strapped in. Alright. <clears throat> I'm strapped in. Lego movie. Yep. Nominated everywhere. Well, I don't I already know where this is heading. Golden so. Globe <laughs> Critics Choice. The PGA. The Annie Awards and the BAFTA. It wins Critics Choice, PGA, and BAFTA. Not nominated. I already know. Fucking <laughs> snubbed. <laughs> okay. Fucking snubbed. Then we have Big Hero 6. Which I is, don't want to talk about this. Which is nominated everywhere. Doesn't win a single award. Not even at the Golden Globe. Because they love Disney. That won. That fucking won. You're like cringing right now. Like you want to die. Now... Do... If anybody says the Oscars doesn't have a bias towards Disney, show them that right there. <laughs> yeah, show them that. Okay, but here's the thing. The only reason Spider-Verse the... 1 was because there was no Disney competition that year. Because Incredibles 2 was mid, and then Ralph Breaks the Internet was bad. That's the only reason why Spider-Verse 1. Yeah. That's the only reason. If we would have gotten Encanto that came out that year, that would have won over Spider-Verse. Yep. And we would have been freaking out, because that's bullshit. Um, okay, so here's the thing. After a Lego movie was snubbed, people were thinking How to Train Your Dragon 2 would win. Because that won Golden Globe and the Annies, which are like the guild for animated films. And it was actually good. And it was actually good. <laughs> so people were like, oh, well they're going to finally give DreamWorks a third win. Because they gave it for Shrek and for uh, Wallace and Gromit, The Curse of the Were-Rabbit. You know, right there. Um, so people were like, oh wow, they're going to give it to How to Train Your Dragon 2. But then no, they give it to Big Hero 6 which is boring and bad, the box trolls, because it's Leica and it's stop motion. That gets nominated everywhere, which, like, actually makes sense. Uh, Song of the Sea is an Irish studio uh, film. was only nominated at the Guild. And then The Tale of Princess Kaguya is a fucking Ghibli movie that got in. And, like... That got in over Lego Movie, and as someone who's seen every Ghibli movie, I'm gonna tell you, the Lego Movie should have gotten instead of Tale of Princess Kaguya, but whatever. And then the Book of Life, do you remember that movie? Oh yeah, Channing Tatum, <laughs> Zoe Saldana. I was that Blue Lisa. Sky. That was Blue Sky, right? Yeah, I think so. That got nominated everywhere except for BAFTA, and that was like probably in top five, but then they nominated the two international animated. And this was when it was its own like branch nominating for animated. So like every year they're snubbing like a bunch of American movies to get in international stuff, which I can commend, except the Lego movie is the best out of this category and that didn't get in, but whatever. Uh, shit. Uh, uh, I... Uh, Speaking of the Book of Life, that was one of the earliest memories I have of just an average moviegoer sharing in elementary school that they did not like the movie after watching it. A kid was like, yeah, I didn't like that animated movie. It was kind of stupid. Was that you? 
No. Oh, no. It was something else. I, I, did you watch it in the theater? No, I didn't. They, they did, yeah. yeah. Oh, and then they okay. set, you know, the sharing circle, what you did over the weekend. They're like, I watched The Book of Life. It wasn't very good. Damn. Yeah. I was kind of whack. I was late to the Lego movie. It had been out for like a month. And everyone in that, like, sharing circle or whatever was like, oh, my God, I saw the Lego movie. It was so good. So then, like, I finally watched it. And I'm like, it was good. I don't know what else to say. But it was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that was the same as me. I had to wait for DVD because at that point, my family never really went to the theaters. But when I finally watched it, oh, my God, it was, like, the greatest thing in existence at that time. Oh, yeah. That was the only thing I watched for, like, a year straight was just the Lego movie. So here's the thing. The song from the Lego movie, Everything is Awesome, is like a jab at the music industry and like how awful pop songs are. Because like the entire movie is like a satire and it's also like extremely rich with like anti-capitalist themes (laughs) and shit. (laughs) And like Fox News got mad about it. Who could have seen that coming? But then... The movie doesn't get nominated, but they nominate the song, which is supposed to be, like, a parody of pop songs. And it's, like, supposed to be, like, a joke. And, like, that gets in. Like, you can see how the Oscars didn't understand the movie at all. Um, but, yeah, that's frustrating. But the, those were the Oscars of that year. So now we're going to hop into... Marvel rankings. We were yeah. thinking with this or Pixar, but the boy here hasn't seen every Pixar movie. Nope, I kind of dropped off after Toy Story 3 and it's been every one. No, Incredibles 2 and it's been every every couple. No, it was Toy Story 3 because I didn't watch The Good Dinosaur. Oh, At least okay. I don't think. I don't remember at least. Okay. Maybe I did. So instead of talking about like, oh, what's our least to like, what's our I think we should talk about, like, like in order, maybe. You know, you know what, never mind. We'll start with the bottom, I guess. Right, it's all at 34. 34. So, technically, we are also including the shows. Yeah. Um, and we haven't included Miss Marvel, because A, not every episode is out for it, and B, we don't want to watch it, because it's probably going to be boring and bland. Who could have seen that coming? Um... So yeah, out of 34, we've seen everything, so it's going to be comprehensive. You start with number 34. Okay, 34. Um, I have Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I hate this show so much. I might be just going through my honeymoon phase of hating it, but um, I could not stand a minute of the show besides uh, Agent uh, USA. US? US Agent? US Agent, US Agent, yeah, yeah. That, that was the only character I could actually sit there and just enjoy. Yeah. Everything else was just... Uh, the Flag Smashers is by far the worst villains villain. in the villain. MCU in general. Or just straight up villains. Just, yeah. just straight up villains, period. But no, no, they're, they're not villains. They're not villains. They're, they're, not they're good people. They're, they're not good terrorists. people. They have good intentions. <laughs> Kidnaps people and threatens to blow them up. Mm. <laughs> See, like... It, on, on Twitter, it's really toxic. If you hate the show, you're a racist. Or if you love the show, or even like remotely like it, you're an SJW. So here's both of our opinions. We're not racists. 
and we don't really abide by every single SJW thing out there. It's just straight up bad as a piece of art that can't really be called art. I mean, it could, but also it's really bad. Especially it falls apart the last episode. But yeah, it, it had the potential to be better. It, it needs to do better. Senator. This is Senator. My number 34 is quite generic. I have Thor the Dark World. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it's boring. I don't remember anything <laughs> about it. I know Loki fake dies and then comes back. Yeah. And then Darcy's annoying. And like, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> and that's like, that's it. Oh, that and the hammer on the oh, coat yeah, hanger. The hammer on the coat hanger. Um, yeah. Oh, you want to give like a rating for it? Oh, yeah. Falcon, I, Winter Soldier? I, yeah, I'll give it a 1 out of 10 right now, as of now. Okay. Later, I, it's, it's probably going to change. I have Thor the Dark World at a 2 out of 10. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Number 33. What do you have? Uh, the Incredible Hulk. Uh, it's not a surprise it's down there. But I I, I could move it up. But um, probably because I have a lot more nostalgia for this movie than any of the other ones that are above it. Surprisingly, this is probably the one that I would always watch. Underneath Iron Man 1, of course, that I would watch constantly in early MCU but um I don't remember anything from the movie yep. that's uh that's pretty much it <laughs> even though I watched it a lot as a kid I, I don't remember anything that that sounds about <laughs> right yep. yeah that um is that all you got yeah that there? that's it I don't remember anything I haven't watched it that's the guess one I who, skipped so guess who also has Incredible Hulk at number 33. It's this guy. I am yeah. going to agree with everything he says. It's boring. It's forgettable. Also, the CGI didn't age well at all. Um, a funny story. When I was like four, my parents like rented the movie and were watching it. And the first Hulk out scene in the factory, I got scared. Yo, me too! <laughs> so like... I, like, fled to my room and then didn't watch the movie until I was, like, 10. No. Like, no joke. I had, like, a fear of the Hulk until, like, the Avengers came out. And I'm like, okay, now I should probably see the Hulk movie. And then I watched it and I was bored. I also remember when they were injecting, you know, the, the dude with the, the needles to yeah. turn him into Abomination. I was scared of needles at the time, so I just ran all the way downstairs to buck my mom and waited for my dad to tell me it was over. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, uh, the, the yeah giant needles. <laughs> Not anymore though. I'm still sort of afraid of like, especially like big needles. Like I'm okay if like they're little. Yeah. But if they're like thick fucking needles, well, I have to get, get that my, shit away. I have from to get my me. blood taken like every year. So I mean, like, you've sort of just yeah, yeah, been been able to live through it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, thirty-two. If you're ready. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh yeah, Incredible Hulk. I give it two. Okay. But, I also give it a two. Yeah. All right. Uh, Ant Man and the Wasp is my thirty-two. I do not understand at all how people like this movie. Mm -hmm. I've watched it twice, and I couldn't stand it either time. It's not funny. Uh, I like Wasp, kinda. The villain is awful. Uh. I don't like Paul Rudd in this movie, but I love Paul Rudd. I, yeah. 
Um, a lot of people point out the color grading and how it looks different from every other MCU movie. But now but, it's like um, a norm. But now it's now, now I I just I don't notice a difference. It, it <laughs> not not same. anymore. No, not yeah, anymore. It's just like I was really excited for this movie too before it came out. But I yeah maybe it's because I was excited. I was disappointed because I did like the first Ant Man. But yeah. Alright, I also have Ant-Man at the Wasp at number 32. It's boring. None of the jokes were funny. The only slightly interesting visuals when when they're in the quantum realm, but even that's debatable. And you give it a 2, right? Uh, I give it a 3. Oh, a 3. Yes. Um, yeah. Wasp is boring. Paul Rudd is boring. Michael Douglas doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> the script is awful. Now that Edgar Wright's gone, it has no creative style at all. Two out of ten. Alright. Uh, 31, I have... Uh, uh, I might have to give this one a rewatch, but uh, Captain Marvel. Uh, I didn't like this movie when it came out. Uh, nor did I like it before. Um, I used to hate Brie Larson when I was in the anti-SJW field. That's why I hated it. But um, after watching movies with her in it, um, I actually do uh, like her a lot. Uh, I'll put her up there with one of my favorite actresses. But um, And the, this directing duo went from half Nelson, and um, that's really disappointing. Oh, wait, they did half Nelson. Yeah, they did oh, half so. Nelson. Yeah. So, um... I don't remember anything from this movie either. Jude Law is wasted. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brie Larson is wasted. Mm-hmm. Maybe they can redeem her in the future. I don't know. Um, uh, Samuel L. Jackson is... Uh, hey, he looks good when he's, you know, CGI younger. But I like the chemistry between the two, but that's pretty much it. I hate the whole naming her after the Avengers, too. That was kind of dumb. dumb. And the cat, I think... Oh, oh. no. So I gave it a three. Guess who also has Captain Marvel <laughs> at 31? Um, basically going to agree with everything. The thing that stuck out to me most was during the final fight was they played the song I'm Just a Girl, which is extremely tone deaf. <laughs> yeah, Jude Law is a good actor, but he's awful in this movie. The VFX are gross. Yeah, just, just straight up, not good. Not good. And they wasted the, uh, the director. The director, uh, the director combo that they, that they had. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't I don't have much to say outside of that. I also give it a 3 out of 10. Alright. Uh, 30, I have uh, Thor the Dark World. Um, I don't know how to elaborate on this. It's just... I feel like I just put it at 30 because I don't remember anything from it, like, at all. I remember when Loki dies, and that's that's about it. But, I, I mean, I could give it credit for actually being important for Thor as for a character. <laughs> for Thor as a character in his future movies. Uh, Quote-unquote. But they do make fun of it a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's one that exists. It's a movie in the history of movies. Yeah, it's, it's a movie. 
Um, I don't want to talk about the rating I have it at right now. A four? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm looking over right now. Yeah. It's at a four. <laughs> yeah. All right. So it's funny. My last place is your number 30. And your last place is my number 30, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I like a little bit more than you do. I think Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie try. Like, yeah, they're not great. But, like, you can tell they, like, had an awful script. Yeah. So they were, like, trying to do something good with it. Like, Anthony Mackie is good in a lot of movies. You just have to give him the right shit. And this was not it, like, at all. This was just not it. Um, yeah, Wyatt Russell is great as U.S. agent. The flag smashes are, smashers are bad. It's shot poorly. It's just gray. There's no style. They wanted to recapture Winter Soldier, and it failed miserably. And the theme of, like trying to fit into the shoes of something important is wasted on a bunch of awful humor that doesn't work. And you sort of see every plot twist coming. It's very... And they retconned one of those. They did? They did? Yeah. Already? Yeah, the Sharon Carter one. Apparently that they retconned that. Like they just said, yeah, that's that didn't happen. We're just going to erase from existence now. So then, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Because okay. that was stupid. You have yeah. to admit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, you saw that coming from a mile away. Right? Ryan George, his, uh... Sorry for the lip smack. His pitch meeting of Falcon and the Winter Soldier brings up, like, every complaint I have with this show. And... They should have done better. They should have done better, Senator. <laughs> um... Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, I like it a little bit more than you do, but yeah, it's still not great. It's the worst MCU show by far. Also, we want to clarify, we don't have What If, because it's not on Letterboxd. And I, I have seen What If, he hasn't, yeah. so we just won't include it. I'd rather not watch a show that's uh, mediocre. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, okay, so I'm gonna I'm going to grab a drink, so you go on with your number 20. Oh, uh, my... 29 is Black Widow at a whopping 4 out of 10. Also, yeah, when uh, Falcon Winter Soldier was a 3 out of 10. Just wanted to say that. Right, uh, yeah, sorry, keep going. Yeah, uh, Black Widow. Um, oh boy, was I... Um, I wanted to like this movie so much, but uh, it really fell apart. Especially at the third act. Uh, I liked, uh, shit, what's his name? I don't remember his name. Sorry, I can't say what I liked. But, uh, the villain is easily probably, it's actually the worst villain in the MCU. Uh, even lower than the Flag Smashers. Because I don't remember him at all. I don't remember his name. He only shows up once, and his name is, like, told to us once. So that's why I'm switching to I'm switching the flag smashers and the dude from uh, Black Widow as the worst villain in the MCU because oh really I don't remember his name I don't remember his face uh, he showed his up power once. was he smelled bad <laughs> yeah his power was he smelled bad um, um, otherwise I think the only thing that I could one of the things well David Harbor yeah that's I, I love David Harbor 
and uh, Florence Pugh, mm-hmm. and uh, Scarlett Johansson, of course, as Black Widow is perfect. Uh, I hate the Taskmaster plot twist. Um, I think it's stupid how they make her turn good at the end. That is very Disney. Uh, and the VFX are probably the worst in all the movies. Or one of the worst. I, there's there's some modern... Like, Aemon and the Wasp. Well, you I had the Quantum Realm stuff, too. Yeah, you might be right I, I think this it's, one. I think it's the worst uh, VFX in the entire fran- in the entire franchise at least so far we'll probably have yet to see it but yeah uh four out of ten uh it's stupid doing nothing there it's just yeah Mm -hmm. my number 29 is avengers age of ultron okay it's boring it's bland the more i think about it the worse it gets it's just pandering schlock there's like barely any creativity. None of the jokes are funny. <laughs> the the swear, role... swear, swear, language, language. <laughs> <laughs> but I can at least say that the VFX look good. Yeah, I can at least say that. And I used to be able to say, well, at least the CG is good. But now we can't even say that anymore because Marvel is just, or and just like Disney in general has gotten to the point where the CG just fails to be any good. Um, But yeah, I think the plot with Black Widow and Hulk is out of nowhere. Makes zero goddamn sense. Captain America does nothing. Iron Man, his character, like he reverts back to Iron Man after his ending. Ending in Iron Man 3. Hawkeye actually gets development, which is good. I like Linda Cardellini. That's his wife. I like Linda Cardellini in general, but she doesn't get enough credit for the stuff she does. Um, the Ultron villain makes jokes for no reason. <laughs> yeah, that's really... Um, Wanda, like Wanda, the Vision stuff, Quicksilver dying, I'm like, okay, you just killed off him because, like, why not, I guess? You don't want Aaron Taylor Johnson? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, Wanda has an awful, awful <laughs> Russian accent. Um, Vision is boring. The plot is boring. It's just boring. 3 out of 10. Oh, shit. So you're 28. Alright, my 28 is another movie I don't remember because this is uh, along with, alongside The Incredible Hulk because they both contribute nothing to the MCU whatsoever uh, is Iron Man 2. Um, I may have watched this a couple times way back when I was a kid, but I don't remember it. I remember the cool whiplash part, but that, that, what's that, uh, that actor was wasted. Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke, yeah. 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 And I know he still goes on record about how much he he hates the movie. Um, John Favreau was wasted. um, Well, see, he needed three years, but they only gave him two. Which, if you look at the behind the scenes, like, a lot of the plots... Like, this was like an early draft script, but they're like, oh shit, Iron Man did well. We have to set up the Avengers. 
quick throw a bunch of shit into the movie, and also you have no time. That's basically the background of <laughs> Iron Man 2's, like, Yeah, that, the whole S.H.I.E.L.D. plotline is awful. Uh, it, and, um, uh, I don't really like to add this, like, um, drama behind the, behind the movie, but, um, what really pisses me off is that, that producer, I don't remember his name, I, I won't name him because he doesn't deserve any credit for these movies, how he replaced, uh, you know, he replaced War Machine with Don Cheadle and said, uh, they won't notice the difference because all black people look the same. Oh, that guy! Yeah, yeah, that guy. And he also refused to have any of the woman Marvel characters have toys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I know what you're talking about. Th- yeah. That's why they couldn't make a Black Widow movie, was because of him. Yeah, okay, yeah. I remember that now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what would you rate it? Um, I, four. Four. Mm. My number 28 is Black Widow. Florence Pugh is better than Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow. That's my hot take. If she dropped the awful accent, she'd be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> if she dropped the awful accent, she'd be perfect. Scarlett Johansson seems like she's phoning it in for a paycheck. You don't feel any weight because you know she's going to live after this event and then die later anyways. Um, yeah. I think David Harbour is great. Rachel Weiss as whoever the fuck she was, was boring. You know, the villain was awful. The final set piece dragged out for too long. It was poorly paced. None of the jokes were funny. But I like it a bit because of Florence Pugh. Like she's she genuinely like elevates it higher than it has any right to. I thought David Harbour did too. And okay, that's true. I like Florence Pugh more, but David Harbour is good. Um I think it is too it again, tried to be like Winter Soldier and failed. And I'm giving it a 4 out of 10. Okay. Your 27. Uh, my 27 is Avengers Age of Ultron. This is very high for a normal MCU list. Um, uh, this is going to sound really... I know Whedon is despised now, but yep. I do like uh, Whedon's charm that he did with the uh, the first two Avengers. I think it works very well. But, uh... Oh, and, and the, the opening ten minutes alone I think is really good. Okay. Because, you know, the, the epic panel shot that they have. Sure. Um, but Ultron making weird, <laughs> I'm awkward funny. clips. And then he cuts off someone's arm and he's like, Ooh, oh, that looks so painful. I'm like, you're an evil psycho robot. Why are you making jokes? But the casting for Ultron, I think, is James, like, like if they just kept the trailer version of the character and then, like, got rid of the awful Disney line, like, if he just had, like, that, I'm gonna show you something beautiful, and he's, like, gonna fucking commit genocide, like, that would have been a great villain. But they wanted to copy Loki as a character because they're like, oh, Loki was funny, and Loki was quirky, and he made joke. Ha ha ha. <laughs> so, yeah. That's what they want to do with Ultron. But, yeah, anyway, keep, keep going. Yeah, yeah. Alright, yeah, I gave it a uh, five. I think it's very mid for an Avengers movie, or for an MCU movie. But, um, and also, uh, I love it how they, like, dropped everything for Infinity War. They just dropped yep. everything from this movie and Basically. just moved on. Yep. So, yeah. My 27 is Thor Love and Thunder. Hmm. Um, 
it did I, I laughed at like maybe two jokes. The the orgy joke the first time it was said, and then Quirk and sex gay lover Dwayne. <laughs> Dwayne. <laughs> um Yeah, the CG doesn't look great for most of it. Um four as a character is like okay. Natalie Portman is phoning it in. They waste Christian Bale. Uh, Tessa Thompson didn't have enough to do. The pacing was bad. It was like too quick. They didn't give enough time for anything to breathe. And just overall, Taika's worst movie, the second worst Thor, four out of ten. Okay, yeah. Uh, my 26 is also very controversial. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Okay. <laughs> um, look, I like, Do- I like uh, Sam. Sam Raimi, and uh, his directing did save this movie, but um, I felt nothing leaving the movie, and um, I think this is another mid-Marvel movie. Uh, the horror elements were, I guess, kind of cool and quirky. Quirky. <laughs> it's different from MCU movies for once, which I can give some credit to. Uh, Doctor Strange is a completely different character. And, uh, you know, because he's funny now. Yep. And I, I just don't like Doctor Strange being funny. And the whole uh, multiversal love thing he has going on with the one lady is... Stupid. Awful. Yep. <laughs> um, and they were not creative with any of the multiverse stuff. Nope. Look, I like the cameos, but the cameos are horrible. You just said you like them, but they're horrible. Well, like, I like seeing, like, John Krasinski as the Fantastic Four, as Mr. Mr. Fantastic, but, like, why is he there? Oh, like, besides the fan service, there. yeah. The reason is It's bad, only there he... for fan service. Okay. Like, I like the fact, you know, I like seeing Peggy Carter as. Captain America, but or Captain, yeah, whatever the hell she is, but yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> and then Patrick Stewart came back, yeah, and they have a little '90s X-Men theme playing, and it's like, okay, that's cool, but served nothing. Yep. All right, it's your twenty-six. What was what was the rating for it? Oh, I gave I gave it a five. Guess what? I also have a 26. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. It is shocking how awful the script is. Yep. It is terrible. Wanda as a character is is butchered. Now listen, I saw this thing on Twitter. It was, so people are mad about Wanda killing a couple of Avengers, but they're okay with Doctor Strange having annihilated an entire universe. And I am going to rebuttal that he is an evil Doctor Strange. They'd never paint him in any positive light. Him murdering an entire universe is a villainous thing, and they show it as a villainous thing. Wanda was a hero who gets redeemed at the end, and in cold blood murders a bunch of people. That is two completely different things. But no... I guess I'm sexist for thinking that she was bad. 
because her motives were bad. She enslaved people too. That's true. But we don't talk about that. No, 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 no. no. But did, was that not the ending of WandaVision two that I'll get into later? Where she gets into the Darkhold. No, or whatever. But, but was Monica Rambo's like? They don't know how much you suffer. Yeah, like she yeah. enslaves a bunch <laughs> like, of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, America Chavez is boring. Her dialogue is awful. Juan is misused. I think he doesn't. He isn't given enough to do. The cameos were like fine. I knew all of the cameos going in yeah. because I just didn't give a shit anymore. And this was around the time when I was finally breaking from Marvel. Like, after No Way Home, I'm like, okay, maybe there's still some good shit that can come from Marvel. And this was, like, before I watched Moon Knight, and then I watched this. I'm like, okay, never mind. <laughs> never mind. No Way Home was a fluke. Um, Oopsie-daisy. Um, but, yeah. Multiverse of Madness is eh. Sam Raimi saves it. Five out of ten. My next one at 25 is Thor Love and Thunder. The reason why I put this higher is because, um... Because? Just cause. Just cause? Just cause. Um... You know, I don't... Thor Love and Thunder is still one that I'm extremely thinking about. I did enjoy it. But there were just some moments where it was like, that's not funny. <laughs> Absolutely. The goat was funny once. And then they just kept doing it. And then they kept doing it. And Dwayne was really funny. <laughs> I, th I, I love Korg. I'm sorry. I don't know if that's a shared opinion, but... Not really. Korg is, like, <laughs> the best part of the movie. Uh, Chris Hemsworth is perfect as Thor. I, and I think Thor Love and Thunder... Solidified it. Solidified it, and um, uh, the kid fight scene is awful. Mm -hmm. uh, Absolutely. Gore is cool, <laughs> I guess. Gore is cool. <laughs> uh, but he makes some jokes, and, and they're not funny. too much going on in the movie at once. Yep. We, we already talked about this a yeah. bit, so I feel like we can just keep going. Yeah. What would you rate it? I gave it a five. So, my 25 is actually the first Thor. Oh. <laughs> I know people don't like the first Thor, apparently. I think it's actually, like, grown on me a bit. Like, it's boring as fuck. But the humor is used sparingly, but it actually works pretty well. Fish out of water scenario. I think Natalie Portman is also phoning it in. I think Heimdall is pointless. Loki as a character is just bitchy and annoying, and it, like he doesn't do anything really. Uh, but like the themes of like accepting responsibility and learning to like sort of become the better man or I guess the better person than you know you can be. Like sort of generic, but it works for the plot. It looks great still. I know people dunk on the Dutch angles, but at least that's a fucking style. Yeah, <laughs> like, at least that's a style. Um, and now Kenneth Braun is an Academy Award winner. But it was for Belfast, which was fucking god-awful. But whatever, we don't need to talk about that. 25, 4, 5 out of 10. What's your next one? 24, WandaVision. Um, 
I put this at a six. Um, the first couple episodes, what was it? It was six episodes, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it was nine. It was nine. Oh shit! But they were shorter. Yeah, I would say like the first half, maybe. That's an estimate. The first half is great. At least the first like three episodes are like the best Marvel. You'll or see. some of the best. Marvel. Some of the best Marvel you'll see ever, but then the rest is just some of the worst Marvel you'll see. And um, I'm willing to give it a six. Because the first half is good? I mean, that's why I would give it a five, because the first half is good, but then the other half is awful. But maybe the six, because I remember the hype around it. This is the only hyped MCU movie or project yeah. after Endgame, except for No Way Home. Yeah. Every other project Marvel has released is just like, oh, it's out now. Like, I know Doctor Strange 2 nearly made a billion at the box office. Like, no one talked about it. It was just, like, a movie that came out. I guess. Um, anyway, sorry. We're gonna keep on. Yeah, that's, that's it. 6 out of 10 from WandaVision. My number 24 is Hawkeye. Um, I liked the show quite a bit, but the more I thought about it, the more, like, the negatives started weighing in a bit. I think Haley Steinfeld is fine as Kate Bishop. Clint Barton not being the main character in his own show is kind of stupid. But I think he very much does a decent job. Echo as the villain is boring. <laughs> and me and I don't care about her character at all. Kingpin was wasted, but apparently he's gonna come back in the Echo show. So he's not dead anyways. With, with Daredevil. With Daredevil. They're um, forcing us to watch it. I'm not going to watch Echo. I'm done. I'm done. I'm not watching any more Marvel. Uh, well, except for Guardians 3. But that's because James Gunn could, like... He could make a movie about a piece of shit and be, like, one of the best things you've ever seen in your goddamn life. Um, um, yeah. I like the setting of Christmas and how... He wants to be home for Christmas, yeah, so he has yeah. to like yeah. It, it works very well as like a simple story. The tracksuit gang at first was kind of funny because it's like the most low level nothing <laughs> yeah. villains, but then they're just like gotten rid of. You don't see them much at the end afterwards. I think Florence Pugh is great. Get rid of the fucking accent, please. Um. <laughs> Overall, I think the show is fine. Linda Cardellini doesn't do a lot in it. I wish she could have done more. The bond with Hawkeye and his family. Like, you're told, oh yeah, it's important, but you're not shown it a lot, really. Um, and it has a lot of generic Marvel tropes of, oh, the heroes yeah. don't like each other now. Oh, but they come back together. That's also That's just a generic uh, movie trope. That's true. That's also an awful Pixar trope that we'll get to whenever we do the Pixar ranking. Um, yeah, Hawkeye. Six out of ten. Um, yep, I gave Hawkeye a six out of ten for my 23 spot. Um, I'm gonna shit on you. I love Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop. I think she's perfect, but I'm also a Haley Steinfeld simp. So, um, I'm also a, a Jeremy Renner simp. 
Um, no matter what you say, I've always loved Hawkeye, even in <laughs> Thor one. Mm. Um, but I think for what it tries to do with Hawkeye is very. It it could have been better if it was more of a dissection of the character, like the comic run was that it's actually based off of. Um, that they use the logo. That they use the logo for, or it's not based off. It's more somewhat inspired by. And then he also has the hearing aid. And the now, hearing aid. Which they never explained, but whatever. Yeah, uh, but I like the more grounded approach. It's not like anything huge. Until Imagine this being more things. grounded than Black Widow. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of wacky. And you brought up the tru- the uh, tracksuit gang uh, being like very low level. I think that fits with Hawkeye because Hawkeye is a very low level Avengers. He's like the lowest tier. Yeah. Because he's like... He shoots a bow good. Yeah. <laughs> I shoot bow good. I also like the LARPing for some reason. Oh, I forgot about the LARPing. <laughs> I thought okay. that was just, like, stupid, but I loved it anyways. And the fact that they showed up to help him at the end is kind of great. But, like, I didn't laugh at a lot of the LARPing jokes, but the thought of a LARPing team saving the day is really funny. But the scenes that are, like, straight ripped from the, the at least I only read, like, the first part of the comic. Are, are great, uh, but uh, yeah, very 6 out of 10. I did like the show. Um, I put it above WandaVision because I actually somewhat liked it through and through until the Echo show was announced and I was kind of like, oh. oh. <laughs> um. right, my 23 is Black Panther! Academy Award Best Picture nominee Black Panther! One of two superhero movies that can nominate for Best Picture! Let's go! Was Not it? even The Dark Knight. This was actually the first superhero what? movie to be nominated for Best Picture. Should it have been nominated for Best Picture? Should it have been? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's uh, that's that's my answer is no. Um, Spider-Verse should have been, but they're not going to nominate an animated movie in unless it's Pixar. So, you know, fuck you. <laughs> that's true. Um, the CG is god-awful. It's one of the worst, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Especially the train fight. The train fight? The rhinos? Yep. Oh, goodness. Or, like, when Michael B. Jordan slits a woman's throat and there's no blood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, apparently, Ryan Coogler's other movies are really good. I haven't seen them. Um, but his direction here is quite boring. Yes, Michael B. Jordan is a great villain, and he's played quite well by Michael B. Jordan. He sort of is the highlight of the movie, I feel like, for most people. That's why it's always, like, number five for the people that sent for the movie. Is That's true. Villain. I do think it's production design and costume wins are deserved because of, like, the world that they created with Wakanda. Like, the village scene where, like, he and Lupita Nyong'o are, like, walking through and they have, like, the African dresses and there's, like, the people with the earrings that are, like, like the size of your fist. And, like, I just, like, the the technical stuff outside of the CG is, like, really good, I think. The score, Ludwig Göransson, my man, my dude, he deserved the win in that category. I think, at the Oscars, for score, that or um, Alexander Desplat for Isle of Dogs. But either way, um, yeah, technical stuff, good. Chadwick Boseman, people were like, oh, he was such a great player. Panther, he was so great, and I'm like, he was stoic and boring, and he did nothing as the character. 
Chadwick is so much better in movies like 42 and Ma Rainey that like actually show range. Black Panther as a character was never given enough to do, really. I guess. I'll elaborate that later. Uh, yeah, remind okay. if I remember it. Um, I think he... Chadwick Boseman is great, but he's not great in this. That's my stance. Everyone is boring except for Michael B. Jordan. The plot is all over the place. It doesn't really make much sense. Um, I like Michael B. Jordan's like motive though, of you know you won't you don't want to help people, or like you do but you want to do it secretly. But like I want to like fund like the poor into like a fucking uprising or whatever <laughs> and like yeah again i i don't think i could probably praise michael b jordan enough but the rest of the story and acting is pretty boring and the jokes and yeah the, what are those <laughs> jokes even when i saw that in the theater like four years ago when that was dead actually it was yeah. dead when it was in the theater i cringed I don't cringe a lot, especially when I was, like, not very old, but I cringed. <laughs> it wasn't quite, yeah, not great. Anywho, that's my, uh, that was my, um, oh my god, I'm so smart, 23. All right, what's next? Yeah, I have Eternals really high on here, uh, 22. Um, I like the movie in concept. Um, the romance, I feel like, was forced. Uh... I think this is one of the better looking Phase 4 movies in terms of VFX, but also it's one of the better shot MCU movies. Except for the Deviants. They look really yeah. bad. Yeah, well, one of the better shot, but VFX, yeah. Okay. It's the better, it's the best VFX out of all Phase 4 movies. Even Doctor Strange? I thought Doctor Strange looked pretty good. Some of it, anyway. Yeah, yeah, it was iffy at some points, but like, looking back on Eternals, like, I don't really remember anything looking awful besides the that's true. I guess, yeah, okay, we can agree on that. Yeah. yeah. But I, I thought it was very predictable, uh, especially when they were hinting towards the things. And then I already knew that they were fucking robots because of leaks and shit. Yeah. Um, I actually I, told you about that. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I, but, I told you uh, about that. Kit Harrington, I, I want to see his Black Knight more, even though he already was Jon Snow. Mm-hmm. Uh what this means for the MCU, I don't know. They're probably going to drop everything. Because it's To be honest, yeah. And poorly reviewed. Uh, I, I hope... Kamal Where? is great, though. Who is? Uh, uh, Kam- Kamal? Nanjiani. Oh, Kamal Nanjiani? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Best part, I hope he gets his own movie. Uh, like a side movie with Wong, where they like oh, team up or something. Yeah, yeah. Even a six. I, I don't think this movie was... As boring as a lot of MCU stands say, because mm-hmm. I actually did enjoy it. But yeah, there you go. Yeah. Twenty-two. I have one division. Um, yeah, a bit higher than you. I think Elizabeth Olsen, 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 sorry, is pretty good. Catherine Hahn is fine. Paul Bettany is pretty great. I think. I remember the hype a lot. Like I kind of got swept into the hype for the first bit. Yeah. Especially when the Quicksilver fake reveal happened, 
I was like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Like, I got so hyped. I remember it vividly, too. I was like, what does this mean? Oh, my God, X. Like, I hadn't fanboyed out that much in a really long time. So I'm like, oh, shit, dude, here we go. Let's go. And then it was a boner joke. (laughs) Yeah, that was funny. Funny. (laughs) Ralph Boner. (laughs) Oh, why aren't you laughing? (laughs) The fact that this got nominated for three Emmys in writing... Yeah. Like, two of them were for the first half, which is actually well-written, because it is, like, parodying, 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 whatever. It's making fun of old sitcoms, and it does it really, really well. I looked at some of the -the behind-the-scenes stuff from Marvel's Assembled. The first half is made incredibly well. Um, I think, yeah, sets and costumes are great. The CG, like, the wire work they fucking did for the sitcom shit was, like, insane. None of that was oh, CG. Yeah, yeah. It was all wire work shit. So, like, the like the 70 utensils flying around. That was all wire work? That was all wire work. Like, that's really well done. Um, yeah, props, sets, technical stuff in the first half is great. The CG is... Uh, some points, especially at the end, it's kind of bad. The writing at the end takes a nosedive and is awful. The jokes weren't funny. Six out of ten. Especially the song. I didn't laugh. I didn't Agatha, laugh either. No. Agatha Harkness is a terrible villain. I'm sorry, Twitter. Give her her <laughs> own spin-off show now. <laughs> I'm sorry, Twitter. You're excited for Agatha's show, right? No. No? no. Oh, okay, we'll see. Nope. Okay. Uh, 21, this is also controversial because a lot of people for some reason have Ant-Man. Higher or lower? Uh, well, uh, people usually have Ant-Man really low. I have Ant-Man high because um, it has the charm and with Paul Rudd is perfectly cast as Ant-Man. But it, it still has some cracks of Edgar Wright. Yeah. Because uh, De- they definitely probably stole a lot of, uh, a majority of the script mm-hmm. from him. Mm-hmm. Um, if Edgar Wright was still attached to this, it probably would have been... The best, or the, one of the best? One of the best MCU movies. Mm-hmm. It probably uh, would have been the best movie of the year, too. Probably. Yeah, probably. But no, they don't like creative people. Imagine that. Well, you could get insanely creative with that, man. Especially the the villain is awful, by the way. I don't... Yellow Jacket. See, he had but, him, but also uh, Arnim Zola from oh, the Captain America series, but he would have been in, like, a fucking robot suit, and he had, like, the Krang shit where, like, his head was at his stomach. It's, like, the comedy potential, but then they got rid of him. <laughs> there you go. Anywho. Yeah, keep going, damn it. Where's that all you got? Well, I mean, like, I think the, the final fight scene is what, like, the movie could have been, a very creative... You know they're throwing trains at each other. You know it's like Tom. That's all. Yeah, that's all. The, that, that's what the entire movie could have been was just creative, and it just isn't that creative. It's just a generic Marvel movie that I enjoy watching. Sometimes the humor is funny, like when they're like when he swats him the fly thing. I thought that was pretty funny, but yeah, six out of ten. My twenty-one is Iron Man two. This is purely nostalgia-based, because I remember watching this a lot as a kid, and even on a rewatch before Endgame, I was very, like, 
hesitant about rewatching it, but I still thought it was like a fun, entertaining movie. I think a lot of the jokes land really well. It has too many plots going on. I don't think enough is fully explored. The best fight scene in the movie doesn't have Iron Man. It has Black Widow, which is kind of weird. <laughs> um, I think the emotional stuff isn't fully landed for me, but the CG work is fantastic, I think. Early MCU outside of Incredible Hulk looks really good. Like, really fucking good. Especially because it had, like, really good lighting, like the expo, with, like, all the insane vibrant shit. Oh, yeah, when they introduced all the... Yeah, yeah, like, that looks really good. Um, Sam Rockwell is really funny as Justin Hammer. I know you kind of glossed over him, probably because you forgot. No, I didn't really... I didn't talk about Army. Yeah, I, I didn't talk about... Oh, I almost said Army Hammer. Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't talk about him, so... Yeah. I mean, I thought he was... I just talked about Mickey Rourke. That's, yeah, that's Mickey Rourke is boring in the yeah. movie, but I like Justin Hammer a lot. The bird joke is kind of dumb, uh, but I think enough is done well with early MCU charm that I have, like, a vague nostalgia for it where I'm like, you know what, it's not awful, it's not top 20, MCU by any means, but it's good, in my opinion. Six out of ten. My uh, 20th spot is uh, Doctor Strange. On my letterbox, I have it sitting at a seven, but I'm probably going to change it to a six. And I know there are a lot of Doctor Strange stands out there, but this movie is incredibly boring. Um, It's only good on a technical element. Yeah, I have Doctor Strange really high. Not in the top ten. Well, yeah. But, like, but yeah, I, I higher than you. <laughs> never understood the hype around this movie, because a lot of people put it, like, really high, but I, I don't understand that. I think it's a very mid-Marvel movie. Um, but uh, I like the... Uh, I like the first half, where it's, like, a drama doctor... That's more like rest. the first, like... Yeah, it's more like the first... Like, third. Yeah, yeah, I do. But, like, the first half where it's not, like... More like the first two-thirds, and then the... I don't like the last third, where it's, like, CGI. You don't like the mess. trippy, like, Inception shit? No, like, uh, I'm saying where, like, all of a sudden it just becomes dumb, and it's not really, like... And Mads Mikkelsen is wasted. Yep. I agree. He's wasted. In every American movie, he's wasted. You have to watch his international shit. And he's, like, amazing. James Bond international? No, but, like, he's boring in that movie. I know a lot of people like him in that movie, but I don't like Mads in Casino Royale. Um, anyway. Yeah, keep going with Doc. Doc Strange. Doc Strange. Um, Doc Strange. I guess your mamu I've come to bargain is kind of funny. Uh, I didn't think it was supposed to be funny. But... Yeah, I... <laughs> I don't know. Um, I just think I don't even know why I have this higher than Ant Man to be honest. <laughs> You're just questioning it now. I am because I keep. I don't know if you saw it, but I keep moving Iron Man three on the list. <laughs> yeah, I do. You just keep like 
because you like, just keep hearing it and you're like, oh shit. This <laughs> like you move it up more. Like, yeah, this you entire, just keep moving it up. I'm thinking about Iron Man 3 and I'm like, you know, maybe it's not as awful. Is it because you saw Nice Guys? I, and then yeah, you're like, oh shit, like, Shane Black. I'm like, yeah, sure, Shane Black, but it's like, no, because, like, yeah, because, like, well, even when I was watching Nice Guys, I'm like, I'll get to it later, but Iron Man 3 is a lot different than the other movies. <laughs> which so, I think is a good thing. Which is a very good thing. Even though the weird demon shit is stupid, but, um, mm, yeah, demon. Doctor Strange is okay. Six out of ten? Now? Six out of ten. Six out of ten. Six out of ten, yeah. Okay. Six out of ten. My number 20 is Ant-Man. I actually dropped this. I, yeah, right before this ranking, I'm like, oh, fuck, is this how I'm actually feeling now? So now I've been, like, in my head about what I think is good now or not. But right now I have Ant-Man at 20. Paul Rudd's great. I still laugh a lot during this movie. I think it's probably one of the funniest MCU movies. Michael Pena, when he goes on, like, the fucking insane like so this guy knew another guy and he's gonna he talks really yeah. fast like i i laugh at that joke <laughs> a lot yeah uh the villain's dumb and boring and um <laughs> i think the romance with evangeline lily is forced michael douglas isn't saying quantum <laughs> bullshit so he's actually okay in it um, yeah, I do like the final fight where, like, they're throwing Legos at each other, and, like, Thomas the Tank Engine goes, like, they're throwing him around, but then he becomes, like, mega size, and he destroys a house and shit. But, like, the science doesn't make any sense, because he's like, you're like a bullet, and, like, basically saying, like, you have the weight when, like, you shrink down, but then you're carrying a tank in your pocket, so wouldn't that be the weight of a fucking tank? just couldn't move because at the oh yeah <laughs> yeah no think about it wait yeah huh. um either way six out of ten it's really interesting <laughs> now that i think about it okay uh yep i got uh 19 um i have black panther at a yeah i'll i'll stick with a seven out of ten um i think this movie is best you know, with everything you said, you know, technical elements. On technical level, it's really good. but um, Except for CG. Except for CG. But on a narrative level, um, if you look at this movie as a Black Panther movie, it's uh, not a good movie. Uh, because, first of all, Killmonger steals the show, and it is pretty much his movie. Because mm-hmm. Black Panther doesn't grow at all. No. Because he, he grows already... to want to show the world that Wakanda exists. Yeah. That's because... How... Killmonger showed him that. Yeah. The movie is about Michael B. Jordan's character mm-hmm. because Black Panther already learned his lesson in Civil War. Yeah. Which is still probably the best Black Panther. Iteration? Iteration, yeah. You excited for female Black Panther now? If it's even female Black Panther, I just don't like the actress because it's like a Politics? <laughs> Not a race reason, but no. <laughs> politics. Politics. Either way. Um, yeah, I do have a soft spot for Black Panther. When I first watched it, I'm like, I don't get why people hate it, but I don't get why people praise it. Adore it. Yeah. Best picture nominee. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. I think it's a, it's a pretty good movie, but not, like, horrible or amazing. Yeah, it's pretty good. 
7 out of 10? Yeah, 7 out of 10. My number 19 is Shang-Chi yeah. and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I disagree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Simon Lee was great. Aquafina doesn't make me want to die for a majority of the movie. Um, the villain's great. Tony Leon is amazing. Some of the visuals have a lot of like Crouching Tiger style, even though Crouching Tiger is like a billion times better, but we don't need to talk about that. Um, like like there's the, the sweeping shot of like the first encounter between Tony Leon and uh, Shang-Chi's like mother. And like she's in the hat and she's like twirling around like the leaves pick up with her and it's like all like shady and orange and stuff. And they're like they're doing the wacky backflips and shit. Like that's really gorgeous. I think a lot of the stunts are very good, but then the ending tanks the movie. Now there's a giant water dragon that fights a demon that comes out of a cave. Oh, and now Aquafina has nothing to do because she's the friend character, so she's just gonna be good at archery now because we decided to. Which is <laughs> a phase four problem in general. That's true. And then Michelle Yeoh is wasted as a character. Shang-Chi's sister is boring. I'd say the first half is good. The s- er, Sorry, the first two-thirds is good. The third act kind of sucks. Um, the VFX don't look good. It's not shot very well. Like There's a lot of bland-looking scenes. Yeah. Uh, the bus fight is pretty good. Until they switch to CGI. Until they switch to CGI, yeah. And then suddenly, oh, but now a guy with a laser sword for a hand cuts it in half, and then the fucking bus flips and Jim just like, just have a cool bus fight. Why the fuck do you have to Marvel-fy it, you know? Yeah. Um, Six out of ten for Shang-Chi. Um... Oh yeah, next next I finally get to my 18 spot with Iron Man 3. Um I all I you're having a crisis. Yeah, I have a crisis. <laughs> I usually have a crisis for this movie because it's like I like it but at the same time like I don't like it because I think I just think it's stupid with the weird fighting guys. Breathing. Yeah, I think the whole fact that they're trying to do that to cure people's diseases is stupid. But what what I I will say is I like the themes, like fighting your inner demons, like quite literally like fire their their demons, but and you know, his past. And um uh I don't like Paltrow, but also the movie is more grounded somewhat because he learns not to use his suit. He uses his intuition. Which is his actual superpower? Yeah. Because, which he uses his genius. When people point out that line in Homecoming, you know, if you're nothing about the suit, then you shouldn't have it. You know? It just ruins his character. No, like people point and say, like that. But Iron Man, he's nothing without the suit. You just point out Iron Man three, where he's like something without his suit. He's just a big brain. Big brain. Yeah. Epic. Big like that. That's what I take from that. At least line of dialogue, at least, and I think for once I can actually tolerate Iron Man in this and Iron Man one. Okay, I can tolerate Iron Man, <sighs> but I, I'm there for the writing. I, I'd say Shane Black's a great writer, but, um, and the VFX, but um, yeah. 
I think there are just some really stupid things that I like Trevor as a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really understand the Mandarin plot twist, and I like the fact that they made him into a terrorist. I think I guess that suits the time. I guess, but um, yeah, but the fact that it was. Because, like, they were teasing the Ten Rings throughout the past two movies. Mm-hmm. If you really think about it, the fact that it was a dude that he said no to, like, ten years ago, was lead- was in charge of this whole thing for the past, I don't know, I don't remember, like, the past 2013? Uh, yeah. Almost ten years. It was kind of like... Eh? Like, what? Yeah. It was just a dude who said no, uh, stole his weapon, created an entire terrorist organization... Yeah, I thought that was kind of stupid, but... Yeah, okay. I'm done with Iron Man 3. What would you rate it? Because um, right now you have it at a 5, I, I but it's higher five right than now. movies that are at 7. Yeah. Which is kind of wacky. Yeah, I'd, give it, I, I'd stick it at a 7 with just above Black Panther. Okay. So you don't have it updated as a yeah, rating? Yeah, I don't have it updated as a rating. Okay. Yeah. 18. Thor Ragnarok. It's, um... I gotta back away from you now. <laughs> it's, uh... It's the best Thor. I can certainly <laughs> say that for sure. Taika didn't write this one. I usually like his writing. But then, as it showed in Thor Love and Thunder, for me personally, maybe he just didn't know how to handle the character. Um, I think the dynamic between him and Hulk and Loki is really funny. Korg is actually good in this. I don't like Korg in the uh, Love and Thunder, but I like him in this. The Devil's Anus joke is really (laughs) good. Um, Yeah, a lot of the humor in this one didn't work for me. I remember watching it and only laughing like a couple of times, which which is like strange because again, I watch stuff like What We Do in the Shadows and it's like one of the best comedies of all time. Then you have Taika doing this, and it's like, why am I not enjoying this? It's not, like, funny, really. At least I don't think it's that funny. Hela as a villain is boring. Uh, actually has motivation. Because she was abandoned by Odin and believes that she was supposed to have a greater purpose but was overshadowed by other people, so now she wants to claim what she thinks is rightfully hers, but eh, but eh. Yeah, she wants to kill everyone. But eh. I like Loki. What? Wasted. Wasted. Yes, Kate Blanchett is wasted. Uh, Loki's good in this. I like Jeff Goldblum, because Jeff Goldblum. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff Goldblum. Um, They spoiled everything in the trailers, which sucked. Yeah, they did. Um, I think this is a six also. I think I have it at, yeah. This is a six out of ten, so. I haven't gotten to the sevens yet. Alright, uh, my 17 spot is Loki. It's a seven out of ten. Um, I like the fact how this movie just has talking. Show. The, the show. show. Yeah, the show is just, it's literally just talking. And it is probably one of the better, it is one of the better MCU shows. Um. That's it. <laughs> also, its art direction is pretty cool, I guess. Yeah. The score is great. Yeah. 
Uh, Loki is great. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's actually creative with the uh, multiverse. Mm -hmm. um, the only thing that I'll say is uh, I really didn't look forward to the next episode when I was watching the show. Okay. And um, it didn't last very. Like it, it didn't have a lot of lasting impact. Yeah, it was just like it, it's good. It's just yeah, and it creates no. It doesn't. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't seven out of ten. Yeah, seven out of ten. My 17 is Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, I know people fucking hate this movie. Yeah. Spider-Man film Twitter is stupid. They put this lower than Amazing Spider-Man 2. How dumb do you have to be? No, because you don't understand the Spider-Man character. Okay. He's, he won't be given all this stuff. Spider-Man was never given that stuff in the comics. Mm, if it's not comics accurate, too bad. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah okay. So, yeah, yeah. It is a funny movie. Yes, it looks like shit. <laughs> yes, the CGI sucks. I like Jake Gyllenhaal as a one-time villain. I wish they didn't kill him, but I think he's good. The, like, Tom Holland is a good Spider-Man. People don't think so, but he's a really good Spider-Man. I think the relationship with Zendaya was out of nowhere, purely because, oh, well, now Liz is gone, and we have to have him dating Mary Jane, so let's just have him be with Zendaya now. Did you know Liz was Screwball in the Ultimate Comics? Liz Allen? Yeah. I didn't really know. It's kind of funny. It's kind of quirky. I think the... The idea of it being not in New York, having interesting, like, other places for Spider-Man to try and fight baddies in, like, London is a great final fight to have. Uh, the drone glasses shit is dumb as fuck. I think it doesn't hold up like the other two do. Well, I guess it, it's going to take a while for No Way Home to see if that's going to hold up. Yeah. But I think Homecoming has aged very well as a movie. Um, I moved that up. Cause you did? Yeah, oh, wow. I did. Okay. So, yeah, 17, Far From Home, 6 out of 10. My 16 is really high. Uh, Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings is the best Phase 4 movie by far. Um, Even though you haven't said No Way Home. Oh yeah, I haven't. Yeah, no way home. I haven't said no way home yet. Um, but uh, I think uh, for this is the complete opposite for like Black Panther. At least, uh, at least it's for me. Poorly made. Like um, I think technic on technical technicality level, it's uh, not that the best. Uh, except for when they don't use VFX special effect heavy. Uh, Final fights. Final fights, but uh, I think this uh, the writing in this movie is one of the better. Uh, and Simulu is good. And Simulu is good. Uh, and He's gonna I, be in Barbie. He is gonna be playing <laughs> Ken in a Barbie in Barbie and um, the Mandarin. Um, I like the new iteration of the Mandarin. Um, I can't believe they made him work because he was literally just a racist stereotype in the comics, mm -hmm. and. Um, I do have a really soft spot for this movie, even though I don't really like Aquafina and the sister is 
there boring, exists. exists. Um, yeah. That's pretty much all I have to say is I have a soft spot for the movie because I did really enjoy it in the theaters. Um, uh, I think I'll give it, yeah, I'll just stick with the seven for the past, like, five <laughs> movies. Yeah. Sixteen for me is Eternals. I have it really high. Listen, Chloe Zhao, despite what you think of her movies, I know a lot of people think Nomadland's boring. I know people fucking hate this movie, but she knows how to make a great-looking movie. Yeah. All right. She knows how to make it look like the best fucking MCU movie, or at least one of the best-looking ones. All right. She give like the technical stuff, like when they're in India, like all the cost, like like old India, like the sets and the costumes and shit. And, like, just the, the scenes of, like, the visual imagery where, like, no one says anything as a fucking atomic bomb goes off, right? And, like, you have uh, Brian Tyree Henry's character, like, like, reeling from the fact that he's giving humanity the tools to kill itself. You know, like, there's enough great moments in this movie that I think it surpasses a lot of the generic Marvel bullshit that has come out over the past year and a half. But, here's where the butts come in. A lot of the CG looks really bad. Crow, the Deviants, I think even Icarus looks kind of gross at a lot of points. When Gemma Chan's character creates a tree, that looked really bad. Uh, the final shot, when... Icarus flies into the sun. It's kind of stupid. <laughs> that was really <laughs> stupid. Oh, he's flying too close. Get it? Oh my god, it's crazy. Um, yeah. I knew the twist that there were robots going in. Um, I think it is interesting. Like, I wish they would have played more into the existentialism a bit. Of, like, we're not real. We're, like, pawns of a god. And we're, like, supposed to be helping these people, but now we're forced to exterminate them. And I feel like they should have played into that a bit more. I know a lot of people don't like Gemma Chan as Cersei, but I think she's really good in it. I think Brian Tyree Henry is great. I think Barry Keoghan is, like, fine. He's better. He's there. He, he exists, for sure. I'm looking at the cast here. Richard Madden is generic as fuck. <laughs> he just exists. Yeah, he does. Angelina Jolie is boring. Selma Hayek is kind of bad. But, like, again, there's enough good stuff in this for me to put it higher than literally almost everything else in Phase 4. There's only three things from Phase 4 above that out of, like, what? 10, 11 projects that are out for Phase 4? Already. Already. I know. It's really bad. This is also including What If, though. Yeah. For 10, 11. So, yeah. Although, I still think it's only like a 6 out of 10, but like a 6.5 for Eternals. For my number 16. Um, uh, my number 15 spot is Thor. The first one? The first one. I know this is really high for a lot of people. 
Um, I'm gonna give this a seven out of ten too. I'm uh, just letting you know, like my next three movies are gonna be seven out of tens. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, um, this movie uh is literally different than everything else, and that's why I appreciate it. And I know a lot of people. Say it's like Shakespearean. Boring. Yeah, it's written Shakespearean. Uh, um, it's shot differently. It's actually really colorful, mm-hmm. and I like the lighting in the movie. There's like a shot where like he's like gonna get like crowned and like you have like the oranges and stuff and like holds up the hammer and like that's a great looking like scene in yeah, general. It's, it's one of the better looking Marvel movies. Yeah. I know people hate the Dutch angles, but at least it's a style. Yeah. You know. It's like would you rather have like I love Taika, but his movie was shot so flatly. I think like, at least this has, like, an interesting style, you know? And that's, like, what Kenneth Branagh does. Like, he's done a bunch of Shakespearean shit. Like, he did Henry V, like, a movie adaptation of that. He was nominated for director and actor for that. And that is, like, very similar to his style. So, like, that's just what he does. That's, like... Yeah, that's why they chose him. Yeah. Yeah. So, um... Also, I want to talk about Loki in this movie. I think Loki is, uh... A fuckboy? Yeah, yeah, but... <laughs> Um, I think this is one of the better Loki iterations okay. because um, so in the movie he he doesn't mean for Thor to get exiled from fucking Asgard. He just wants him to not be king. Yeah, and um, you can see the expression on his face when he realizes what he's done, and then he, right he goes to Odin and he tries to convince him not to do it after. But then it, it's not until later he realizes he was lied to the whole time that he's not actually Asgardian, where he goes insane. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, yeah, I think this is one of the better MCU villains, obviously. The fact that he's still around, yeah, that's the fucking shocking part. There isn't a single villain from the first MCU movies that's still around. Because people sent for him. Because Loki has enough character shit that you can do good stuff with them. Yeah. But yeah. I agree. It's just... The, there's the rest of it. I know a lot of people say it's boring. But yeah. But I... Phase 1 is perfect. I'm sorry. Except, except, for, except for Iron Man 2 and Hulk. Okay. But yeah. Everything... Well, maybe I can get behind Iron Man 2. Maybe. But not but Hulk. But not, not Hulk. Hulk. But not Hulk. <laughs> Yeah. Um, my 15, speaking of phase one, is uh, Captain America the First Avenger. Again, a phase one movie looking good because they had time to shoot it on film, but whatever. Um, yeah. I mean, th- that's not true. There's some shots that are gross. Like the shot of the train. <laughs> or or, or jumping like, the motorcycle out of the explosion. Yeah. They're okay. Scratch that. There's some shots that look great, but some of it looks bad. The VFX, there's not a lot of it. A lot of it's actually done practical, and I commend the fuck out of that. Having, like, prosthetic red skull, they just did CG for him every other time he's shown up. But now, like, back then, they had the big brain to understand, oh, you can just put a some makeup on him. And then, boom, he's red skull. I think 
the first 40 minutes are spectacular. It's about a young man who wants to find purpose through the war, but he isn't allowed due to what people perceive him as, but he's he, he shows through heroics that he deserves to be there just like everyone else. Like when the, the grenade goes off, and he thinks it's a real grenade, and he dives for it. Like, I just think that shows Captain America as a character is willing to die for what he believes in. And later, that changes. You know, you have him fighting for Peggy in, like, Endgame and stuff. But, like, for this movie in particular, I just think Chris Evans nails it as Captain America. Uh, Hugo Weaving is good as Red Skull, but he isn't given enough to do. Um, like I said, some of the CG is gross. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, this is the first 7 out of 10 I'm going to give. Next is 14, uh, Moon Knight. Um, I absolutely loved this show when it was coming out. I, I think I had the same problem with Loki. I wasn't really looking forward to each episode, but this felt like a totally different thing. And I love the fact that it wasn't connected to the MCU whatsoever. Yep. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> that's all I really have to say. That's also seven. Yeah, that's also seven. Yeah. I have a bit more to say, but I also have Moon Knight at 14. Yeah. Oscar Isaac kills it. Yeah. I couldn't um, stand the accent at first, but I got used to I it. I got used to it, too. Yeah. I think, you know, you would think the relationship with... Uh, oh fuck! What's the lady's name? His wife. You would yeah. think that would be, have been bad, but like that's actually they have great chemistry together. I think it's shot very well. There's not that memorable of like a soundtrack, but there's like some stuff that works. Like especially when he like wakes up in the apartment, and the <laughs> song plays. You know, I think the CG hippo at the end looks dumb. That Conch. was a mixture of prosthetics, though. I think. No, but when she was yeah. giant. Yeah. 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 But no, I'm, I'm talking saying. about the alligator. Sorry. Oh, sorry, yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. yeah. Um, I think Ethan Hawke is a boring villain. People praise him, but I think he's very boring. Yeah. He's just like, I'm going to awaken this god, and then he does, and it's like, <laughs> okay. That's all you need. <laughs> it's like, that's it. Okay, cool. They made an incredible practical suit, and then layered it with CG, and it looks kind of not great in a lot of points. But I, yeah, I love that they can have a wacky god, like, Egyptian lore story, and they don't say, Oh, look, there's the Avengers! Or like, oh, hey, look, there's a celestial being birthed from the Earth, but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> we're not going to talk about that. I just think, like, Moon Knight has the luxury of being self-contained. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a superhero story. Yeah. Uh, that's what you could say. Very and good. I want to give props. I think they chose a perfect villain, too, because, like, the villain's motivations or moral compass is, like, the complete opposite of Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Like, just punish him for justice, kill them. Before for, he can yeah. do the bad shit. Like, they're, they're, like, they, they balance each other out. Sure. You know, that that's what I think, like, Arch Nemesis, that's, that's the point of Arch Nemesis. Is, so. Except he's dead now. Because they killed him off off screen. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. What's your uh, 
13 fanboy. Oh, shit. 13 fanboy. Oh, shit. I'm gonna get shit on. Avengers Infinity War? Eh. <laughs> yeah. I have it higher than you, but, like, I, I respect that. Yeah. Um, it's there. Um. It was a movie that came it out. It was. I, I actually, I just want to group Avengers and, uh, I mean, Endgame and Infinity War together. They're both 13 and Endgame is above it. That's and, awesome. yeah, I have them grouped together because I think, um, as movies, they're not the best, but because they're the good, the, the epic conclusions, in quotes, I wish to this franchise, I think they're really good as conclusions, but... If they stood on their own, they're not that great. I think... They're not great. I think Infinity War stands on its own a bit more than yeah, Endgame does. Because, yeah. like, you can jump into Infinity War and understand what the hell is going on. Endgame, you can't. I feel like. And I just put Endgame higher because fan service. Okay. So... Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Right, so that's your... They're both seven. Thirteen. Of, yeah, I'll drop... Yeah, seven. They're both, okay. Yeah. So then I, I guess I'll talk about thirteen and twelve. My 13's Doctor Strange. I know you didn't love it. Yeah. I have it higher here because I do like the Inception shit. I think Tilda Swinton's really good. I think Benedict Cumberbatch tries. I think Scott Derrickson was kind of cucked in terms of the directing department. But I do like the CG. And, like, the shit that they built with, like, the temple or whatever was pretty cool. Um, I think it's more just, like, and I saw this in 3D, too. The first time. So, like, when he was going through the Space Odyssey shit, near the, when he first starts with the magic, whatever, I think was incredible in 3D. Um, yeah, I don't have much to say, I guess. I just enjoyed it a lot more as a movie. I put it at 13. That's a 7. My number 12. Iron Man 3. I loved this movie when it came out, and I still love it. Um, I think people hate it because Mandarin, but I like that twist. I think having it be that, like, 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 imagine not seeing something coming. I'm like, I'm that's what she said. Imagine, <laughs> like, having an interesting twist. At least I think it's interesting. Maybe not, like, Guy Pierce's like, motivation or character, but I think, like, the twist of the Mandarin is, like, a front. Because that's, like, a lot of actual villains these days. Like, real-life villains. Like, uh, corporations. <coughs> anyway. <laughs> um, Robert Downey Jr. is great. I think the CG is fantastic. I think, overall, the story's fun. I think... Yeah, it's a very fun movie. It's a very fun movie. Yeah. Shane Black's writing... Yeah. Juicy and, and 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 savory, and I think it works very well. Eight out of ten. That's my first eight. Yeah. You haven't even reached the eights yet. Oh, I finally reached the eights. Oh, I'm gonna reach the eight now. This is very controversial, but Captain America: The First Avenger is my first eight. This at is, eleven. At, yeah. Okay. At eleven. This is um. Uh. I know a lot of people hate this movie, but the Rocketeer, choosing the Rocketeer director to direct this movie is absolutely the the best choice they could have gone for at the time. Also, yeah, I forgot to say this, but the sets and costumes were good. Yes. For World War II yeah. shit. Yeah. 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 And I know um, 
the montage was kind of kind of stupid, cringy. Yeah. Yeah, but um, uh, I like the fact how they literally just use them for propaganda. At first, it, after yeah. spending millions of dollars on the uh, buy on the project, war bonds. and they just they just <laughs> use them to tell people to buy war bonds, and he wants to do something. You know, he still doesn't get to do anything, even though he was told he gets to do something. Right. Uh, but he gets to do it. And this is a good foundation block for Captain America. You already said that Chris Evans is perfect, and then just the scene itself where he jumps on the dummy grenade because he thinks it's an actual grenade is actually kind of like, ah, oh, at least God. at least for me, at least, especially and um, even the ending when he like, that's like, ah, oh. yeah, he he chooses to like be heroic. Because that's in his blood. That's who he is as a human being, is to help people. Like, that's what all he's wanted to do. And now he's given that chance. And he does it. Yeah. Even at the sacrifice of he doesn't get to fall in love at all. And that, and the, the scene, went, the, the, the post credit scene, right? That was the post credit scene, right? Where he's escaping, or is that the actual final scene where he wakes up? That's the very end. The final line in the movie, I think, is so powerful. Nick Fury yeah. is there. They're in Times Square. And he's like, what are you doing? Like, what are you thinking? And then Cap just like turns around, and he stares off in the distance, and he says, I had a date. And it ends. Like, that's so good. That's so good. It is. And, um... It's perfect because it comes, it does come, it's like one of the only arcs that's actually full circle throughout the entire MCU. Mm -hmm. And that's why the Captain America trilogy is the best trilogy. The best. Well, until Guardians 3 comes out. That's the hope. That's the hope. (laughs) That's the hope. The best arc out of, the best solo trilogy, solo arc on its own. You can just watch the Captain, no, because you'd have to watch Endgame to get the. The full arc. The full arc. You don't have to watch Infinity War, but you have to watch I, Endgame. Captain America has the best arc out of any MCU Honestly, character. I think th- him and Iron Man are tied, but oh, I feel yeah. like Caps is cleaner because think, like Iron Man 3 ended his arc, and then they brought him back because money. I think it depends on what character you like more. That's true. That. I guess. Because they're both like the... They're both the uh, poster child of you so that's true all right my number 11 is uh spider-man homecoming i think in terms of technical stuff this is the best spider-man mcu spider-man but and it's 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 funny it's john hughesy i know people are like well, where's uncle ben i'm like shut the <laughs> fuck up <laughs> shut the they fuck up they would complain about having him again i know anyways. It's like, I wanted to see Uncle Ben die again! Like, shut up. It did something new. It's funny, I think. And it's still true to the Spider-Man character. Exactly. I think Vulture's a great villain. He's a dad that just wants to make money. And he's, like, Spider-Man keeps fucking it up because he wants to, like, be a hero. And then Vulture's like, dude, seriously. I'm trying to, like, I keep giving you chances. Just stop, please. I want to just do this one thing. And, like... They're dynamic together, so good, and just yeah, yeah. Some of the CG kind of sucks because the Spider-Man trilogy has some bad CG, but I think 
overall, really solid. 8 out of 10. I'm getting to Captain America Civil War. Oh, this War, is top 10. 10 now. Yeah, this is top 10 now. Captain America Civil War. Um, I think everyone pretty much has this in their top 10s. Probably, yeah. Um, I mean, I know. Putting I the really the, the stupid uh, airport scene out of the way where, like, I mean, it's not that stupid, but, like, Oh, we're gonna There's fight, like, but we're not gonna yeah, kill each other. It's, it's just there for the marketing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, uh, I just want to say that that ending though, where he's fighting Iron Man and he chooses his best friend over his other best friend because his best friend isn't the same anymore, is just. <gasps> and he's like, "My dad made you that shield. Yeah. You don't deserve it." And then he just like throws it down. He's like, "I'm not the poster boy." Like he didn't say that, but like that's yeah, what it's that's pretty much yeah, yeah. I yeah, I, I everyone already knows why why it's great, but yeah. My oh, is that an eight? Uh, yeah, I gave it an eight. Yeah. My number ten is No Way Home. It has some of the worst <laughs> CGI I think in the MCU. The fact that everything or almost everything is CG sucks, and you can tell. But I think what it does for his character is the best in the MCU. The technical stuff is the worst, but the plot shit is the best. I think Homecoming had a happy medium with like both, but No Way Home furthers the like. I know people don't like cameo shit, and that's fine. I don't like a lot of cameo shit either, but it works for the plot here. Yeah, they make a bunch of references, like, ha I am a scientist myself. <laughs> <laughs> or they do the pointing meme, like, yeah. And, like, it's, some of it's funny, some of it's not funny. Scooby-Doo this crap. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Scooby-Doo this crap. But I just think Tom Holland's excellent. Zendaya is actually good in this. Ned Leeds is... I know he's memed and funny, but, like, he's not actually funny. <laughs> like, if the Spider-Man will talk about Ned Leeds. Just <laughs> yeah, you, ha- you haven't talked about any of the Spider-Mans yet. No. And I've talked I'm... about all three. <laughs> There's a Spider-Man panel. Yeah, um, I know. I think... Spider-Man. I don't care about, like, oh, this suit looks gross. But, like, some of his suits are really bad. <laughs> like, in terms of CG. Oh, I, think, I thought you were talking about design. I was about to choke you out for a second, <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. I guess I love that they threw him through the ringer. Like, oh yeah, your aunt's dead. Oh yeah, you have no friends. Oh yeah, no one knows about you. Oh yeah, your mentors are all dead and are gone. Oh yeah, you didn't graduate Wait. high school. Oh yeah, you live alone. It takes all the criticisms everyone had of Spider-Man. In the MCU, MCU. Spider Man, and it just like throws that shit at their face. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> now it's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The fact that he just loses it. Like, this is his origin story. The fact that the whole trilogy is the origins. Yeah. But now they're not even sure if they're going to get him back. Yeah. So it's like, origin story, more like, <laughs> last movie. Whoopsie. <laughs> the final swing sequence. Dear Marvel, if you <laughs> accidentally wake up and that suit is missing, I'm sorry. It's at my house. <laughs> um, whoopsie. 
Alright, do you happen to have the suit in uh, sexy? <laughs> Alright, number... Oh my god, alright, here. We're, we're gonna try and speed this up. We're two and a half hours in. We've been talking about Marvel for like two hours. So, um, yeah. For an hour, yeah. Uh, number nine is uh, No Way Home. Uh, far away... Far, far from, from home. home. Far at, from uh, home. eight. I know a lot of people hate this movie. Oh, no, no. I'm like, you can still describe it. We're oh, not yeah, gonna yeah. just go through... We'll go back and forth. Oh, so, yeah. But, like... I know a lot of people hate this movie, but, um... Fuck you. <laughs> Tom Holland is the best Spider-Man. Yep. And nearly. Nope, he is the best Spider-Man. I know Toby may have some better movies, but I think after reading actual comics and uh, I read comics guys, <laughs> I read comics guys. I know what the character's about, but uh, he is the best Spider-Man. Uh, I would say why I like this movie, but I think I'll talk about it more in Homecoming. Okay. Homecoming kind of summarizes why I like the three movies in general. Sure. So yeah, eight out of ten. Um, my number nine is Civil War. I think it's shot well. I think the the, the 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 Iron Man's like Captain America like doesn't really have a reason to be pissy. Like it doesn't matter because it makes for cool fight scenes. Daniel Brühl's character is good. Baron Zemo is a good villain. His plan makes zero sense and is <laughs> yeah. illogical, but that doesn't matter just, to me. Just accidentally happens. Yeah. I think I think the fights are great. I think it's shot very well. The CG. This is when you could start to see some of the CG being a little gross. Like Iron Man and War Machines, like heads on the suits were like really bad. Or not that they they weren't that bad, but like they were kind of weird. And also Tom Holland's suit is whack. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, overall, really Solid, yeah. My eight is uh at my eight is another eight out of ten. It's Iron Man. Um, this is the best superhero origin film. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or uh, mm, I'll debate that later because there's also Guardians. Oh yeah, that's a team solo. Yeah, yeah solo. Yeah. Solo. It's Iron. Yeah. Go ham on Guardians later. Um, yeah, um, I think you're probably going to elaborate on Iron Man more. Yep. Um, that's it. I'll leave it to you. Okay. Yeah, Except uh, that's going to be a hot bit. So my number eight is Endgame. Yeah. Um, fun, emotional ending. I know I actually cried in the theater. Yeah. I don't cry during movies a lot, but I cried in the theater. I think the CG is better in this than in Infinity War. I think overall it's more technically solid. I think the soundtrack's fun. Especially the, the funeral song that they play for Tony is pretty good. I think they have enough references to make it a fun ending for the movie. The time travel shit's kind of dumb. <laughs> but the, how it merges Guardians, the low levels... Then the gods together is, I think, really, really, really fun. Eight out of ten. Okay. Um. Next is Captain America: The Winter Soldier for seven. For seven. Um. Looking back on it, the villain I don't remember his name is kind of stupid. 
like as oh, a, Robert as, Redford as a as just a villain, but like if you just look at Hydra in general, it's actually like really really good. But uh, the fact that people are like, oh, it's a political thriller, kind of drives me nuts. It's still a superhero movie, but it does have that flavor. Yeah, it's it the does. Bourne style shit. It does. Uh, yeah, ma- d- turning Captain America from a war hero to a spy hero is really interesting. I think it works well. I know, yeah, because it's like, oh, World War Two. that's what people looked up to, and now since we don't have any wars, you know, people look up to those spies. Well, that's true. Secret agents. Um, Black Widow's good. Yeah, Black Widow was good. Uh, the uh, Anthony Mackie's good. Anthony Mackie's great. Uh, the, 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 the ending is great. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I like it how they... Drop a bunch of helicarriers and it's, mm-hmm. the CG's like, actually good. CG's <laughs> good. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's it. Good. That's is that an eight or is that your? That's nine? an eight. That's okay. that's an eight. I haven't reached the nines yet. <clears throat> All right, my number seven is Infinity War. I feel like it stands alone more than Endgame. You need Infinity War to watch Endgame. You yeah. don't need Endgame to watch Infinity War. I think Thanos is a great villain. The CG is far poorer in this and in Endgame, but I think some of the humor is pretty solid. I enjoy the dynamics that they built between like Spider-Man, Iron Man, Doctor Strange, and the Guardians. I like when Thor drops in in Wakanda with Cap and uh, Groot and Rocket. I think they they just have enough good dynamics throughout the entire film. I think it's paced really well. And I know some of the shots are gross looking, but there's like some lawn takes that the Russos are still able to throw in there. Like when Iron Man walks out of the sanctum and is like helping people up. And oh, yeah. like it's on the ground and it never looks up. It's like it, it steadies itself and then the big reveal. You know, I think that just suits it really well. I think the soundtrack's great. I think overall, second best Avengers by far. Okay. Uh, my number six is uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Uh, one sec here. <laughs> um, my number six is Spider-Man: No Way Home. <laughs> um, uh, Spider-Man: No Way Home is uh, just has crises. Sec- <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Spider-Man: No Way Home um, is uh, I. I just want to praise it. You already praised it pretty much. Uh, it shot well. The lighting is good, but also. Oh wait, you mean No Way Home? Or? Yeah, yeah, No Way, uh, No Way Home. Did I say Far From Home? No, I'm. Just, yeah, I would refer that to Homecoming, not really No Way Home. Or like that's that's how you think. Like I I wouldn't say it's that. Oh well yeah, shot. yeah. I I think it's one of the better well shots MCU movies and. Um, it's the lighting is a lot better, and you already said it. Uh, it's a really good conclusion for Spider-Man, at least hopefully so far. I want to see more from Tom Holland Spider-Man, and the fact that they actually made the cameos important to the story, the narrative itself, instead of like Space Jam, instead of Space Jam, or even like Doctor Strange. Yeah, they tried to have it be a part of the plot, but it didn't work as well as No yeah. Way Home did. And yeah, Spider-Man learning is the same lessons that the other Spider-Man characters, even though Andrew Garfield's was off-screen, I think was a very interesting thing to do. Um, yeah, I, I love Spider-Man No Way Home. 
Uh, 8 out of 10. My number 6 is Loki. My favorite MCU show. People are like, it's mid. And I know you have it way the fuck lower than I do. But I'm just like, it has great CG. The characters are fantastic. Tom Hiddleston's great. The lady that plays female Thor is great. Kang the Conqueror is a great final villain. I think Owen Wilson in a more serious role works for him really well. It's written very well. It's directed very well. There's a lot of lawn takes that are really cool. I think the time travel like dimension hopping shit is really cool. Interesting too, yeah. Yeah, I just... Overall, it this if I had to watch one show to go back to, it would be this one. Yeah. Like, 100%. I know you have Moon Knight higher. But yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. All right, top five time. Anything. Top five time. Let's go. Uh, number five is Avengers. Which one? Oh, the first one? The first one, yeah. Okay. That's the only one I have left. Um, isn't the, This is the one where they have the combo attacks. Mm-hmm. And they help together. Yep. And, um... That's it. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Is this your first like, nine, or is this, this also is, an eight? This is still an eight, yeah. Okay. Alright. I have reached my final eight in the top five. Captain America, Winter Soldier. It's yeah. solid. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. It's, you, you praised it quite a bit. We're, we're sort of just, like, hopping back and forth. I think the helicarrier, like, it looks great. It's a very pleasing movie to look at. Except for the um, colors. Well, the, the whole point is that it's moving. Oh, yeah, gosh. Because, like, I know we like to see color in movies, but sometimes the point is, like, a dirty, gritty spy action movie where you need the muted look, otherwise it's a bit too cartoonish. So I think it, it looks very, very good. 8 out of 10 for Winter Soldier. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. This is this is gonna summarize the trilogy in general, okay. but um, because I think Spider-Man Homecoming is the just encapsulates all of that. But uh, it's a new, unique approach to Spider-Man that still manages to capture the and do better as you know. Do better. Sp- do better. Do better. <laughs> Spider-Man is better in these movies, and he's done more. He's done differently. Than the other ones, it doesn't follow the same. It formula. doesn't follow the same formula, but it's still the same Spider-Man, but not really. But at heart, it's still the same Spider-Man, and I still get goosebumps in Homecoming when he's lifting things like themed. I know there's there's a shot in Homecoming where he's in the car with Vulture and Liz, and they're at the stoplight, and, and looks, yeah, and yeah. like like Michael Keaton looks through the wind like the. Oh fuck! The mirror, yeah. the mirror, and like the the the, the stoplight goes green, and he's like, "Oh, I bet!" And like he finally <laughs> yeah. figures it out. Like so good that I love that shot. And the villain actually just figures it out too. I know, like he just puts it together. You know, he's a smart boy. <laughs> yeah. No, well, he's just a blue collar worker too. Exactly, a he's ma- not a genius. So wait, you're saying blue collar workers are villains? <laughs> <laughs> Sony, what are you saying? <laughs> Solid. Solid. Very solid. Uh, yeah. Better than Andrew Garfield movies. I'm sorry, Twitter. <laughs> sorry, Twitter. Okay. My number four is Iron Man. Is it nostalgia? 
Yes, 100%. Is it dumb to say this is above a bunch of shit that people think are like 10 out of 10s? No. No, not even one bit. Fuck you. It's amazing. It's hilarious. It's. I'm going to actually say it. This is still the best looking MCU movie. I think it's the most well-crafted. The visual effects are phenomenal. I think Robert Downey Jr. is fantastic. I can tolerate Gwyneth Paltrow. Yes, Jeff Bridges is the weakest part, but take that out. I honestly say you nearly have a masterpiece. Like, no joke. If you took Jeff Bridges' like shitty villain out, you would have yeah. maybe one of, if not the best, MCU but because you have generic iron villain boy, it's kind of dumb and ruins the third act. Not ruins, but like it, it drags it down enough where it keeps it out of top three or even top one for me. But I think, yeah, it's a funny movie. John Favreau, when he actually tries, can make a good movie. I know people love Elf. I don't like Elf. <laughs> uh, people... Chef, people love Chef. Um, yeah, Iron Man One is fan freaking tastic. It's one of the best lines in cinema. And yeah, just broke the, the formula. It the broke the formula. I'm telling you, just banger movie. This is my first nine out of ten. And I also want to add to that and say, um, this is probably that's probably one of the most enjoyable uh, movies. MCU, MCU movies, movies to yep. watch out of all of them. I re I swear to God, I've seen this movie like at least over fifty times. Yeah, it's so rewatchable. You especially when I got older, I picked up on more and more jokes. And when I learned about like Robert Downey Jr.'s like past, about how like he was on drugs and then he had a Burger King burger and then he got, kicked him off of drugs because he thought it was so awful. <laughs> And then, yeah, they had the Burger King ad in the movie as, like, a reference to that. I just think is spectacular. I think overall, really fucking solid. Now we're in top three territory, boys. Top three. Top three. Top three. Top three. Thor Ragnarok, my last eight. Oh, shit. You're still on eight? Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. Okay. Thor Ragnarok is my last eight. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Thor Ragnarok is my last eight. Um... I don't understand why people hate this movie, but um, it I love what I want to say why I love this. Uh, it takes everything bad about the previous Thor movies and just shits on it. <laughs> like, they kill off the Lady Sif, not Lady Sif, but the Warrior 3. Yeah. Because, you know, they're like, they exist. <sighs> Malik, Malik, love the uh, dynamic. Uh, funny movie. Jeff Goldblum is funny. funny. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. I give this movie a 10. Just for Jeff Goldblum alone. But it's not a 10. But it's not a 10. Is it an 8 still? It's an 8. Okay. Yeah. Are you done? Or yeah, like, yeah, okay, I'm okay, done. Okay, yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. Number 3. Guardians of the Galaxy. We're finally getting into that top tier shit, dude. I'm telling you. This used to be in my top 50 movies, but I've seen enough movies now where that's kind of dropped off. But I still think, man, James Gunn crafted one of the best comedies superhero action just comedies right it's not as funny now that i've seen it no joke nearly a hundred times 
I've just rewatched the shit out of this movie. It's not as funny because now I know every joke by heart. But I still think some of them really land. I think the chemistry between all the actors is fantastic. Yeah, Ronan's a stupid villain, but he gets the plot forward enough to have the chemistry between all the characters built together. I think John C. Riley's really funny in this. Yeah. Um, yeah, special effects and makeup are great. I think the soundtrack is overused, and I know that it's still more popular than the Guardians Two soundtrack, which is kind of frustrating because the Guardians Two soundtrack is no joke and like my second favorite soundtrack of all time, maybe even my first. The soundtrack is so fucking good for the second one. But we'll get to that later. Um, yeah, 9 out of 10. Really solid. My number 2 is uh, Volume 2 of Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this movie is a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I debate both of them. Well, I'd say both of them are. Um... This one takes the themes of the first one and expands on them, uh, like a sequel should. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like this movie when I first watched it, but after watching it multiple times, uh, I realized that this movie is a lot more fucking emotional than I remember. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the character arcs that everyone goes through, especially Rocket, and specifically Rocket. And is... also Yondu, I think. Goes oh, Yondu. Yeah, yeah. But... And then the Nebula, yeah, Nebula Gamora too. arc... I yeah this is a very yeah this is a very hearty heart heart felt felt heart felt James film. Gunn I think is at his best when he's limited in terms of like rating because I do like the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker but I think he indulges himself a bit too much I think when he's doing Disney shit he's like forced to get creative with a lot of the humor and a lot of the storytelling choices that are still very powerful but they're not, like, dark as fuck that, like, it could get, like, Peacemaker especially does. So I think he does that very well. And I swear to God, if Guardians 3 sucks, I'm going to lose my shit. (laughs) I'm going to lose my shit. Anyway, sorry, I kind of rambled on your segment. That's true, though. Yeah, that's, that's it. Um... So your one is the first Guardians. My number one is the first Guardians. Okay. I'll just say it. I'll just say it right now because they're both together. Yeah. But um, uh, I do think I do agree. Guardians Volume Two is the far superior in terms of quality, but I would much rather watch watch Guardians One over okay. Two, and I probably watch the first one over any of these. And if I would recommend the MCU to anyone. They would own. I would only recommend these two. Probably. Yeah. Actually, well, I'd probably recommend Iron Man too. Yeah. But not Iron Man two. Iron Man the first one also. <laughs> if if they just wanted to watch a superhero movie, I just recommend those two, not the MCU, because they just stand on their own. Yeah. They're not really connected at all. In I some agree. ways, but yeah. So my number two is Avengers. Purely nostalgia. This used to be my top four, but now it's like maybe like 35 for me. It's dropped a lot. I think it's funny. Yes, Joss Whedon's a piece of shit, but he crafted a very good movie. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, I do like we 
Ultron for these two. I do. Two well, movies. I don't. It didn't work in Age of Ultron. Yeah. But it really worked for the first Avengers. It is a grosser looking movie. Like, technically, yes. CG, good. Soundtrack, good. That's it. <laughs> That's like Captain it. America's suit, though. Cap suit? I like his, kinda, I like his suit. His ass kind of yeah. thick. <laughs> his ass kind of thick. Um, yeah, this is purely nostalgia. But, yeah. You want to know what's not purely nostalgia? Is my number one. Guardians 2. <laughs> oh my god. Dude, I'm telling you. People are like, they they either don't like James Gunn, or they do, but they don't like Guardians 2. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. What is wrong with you? It's so good. It's straight up, one of my favorite superhero movies. This, Logan, and, like, Spider-Verse are probably, like, my three favorite superhero movies. Yes, it's above Dark Knight. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Just you because for... a guy gives one memorable performance doesn't make a movie great. I mean, there's other stuff in it that's great too. But yeah, but that's like, the only thing people point out. That's true. That is Joker true. good. So movie good. Joker good. Well, Joker good. Joker good. Anywho, Guardians two. The arcs are fantastic. The humor is great. I cried at the end. Yondu's death is super emotional. Yes, it's obvious, but like it totally works anyways. It, I think James Gunn, in this superhero field, has Taika beat. I think, because he just is able to handle emotion and humor balance better. I think. Yeah, I'm a sucker for that so much. I think oh, Kurt Russell's a fantastic villain. He's fucking a lot better than Ronan. <laughs> He's better than Ronan. Well, I thought that was the point of Ronan, though. That he was a joke. That's true, but at least now it's a memorable villain. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think the CG is great. Overused, but I mean, like, you're on a CG planet with CG plants. And, like, you're in a CG palace. It's passable because the writing. Because the writing's fucking great. Yeah. I think... Like I said, soundtrack, phenomenal. Lakeshore Drive, My Sweet Lord, Fox on the Run, Mr. Blue Sky, among all the others. Like, good lord, dude. What a hell of a soundtrack. My favorite MCU movie. One and two are 10 out of 10s. I don't know if you rated yeah, Guardians give, 1 and 2. Yeah, give both of them 10 out of 10s, too. So, there you go. Sorry for the hour and a half long discussion on the MCU, but... DCEU next? God, no. I think <laughs> the next episode's going to be a hell of a lot more casual. We wanted to just bring up, just sort of... It's earlier. Our, it, it, yeah. it's, it's an earlier episode, you know. We want to talk about the Emmys, and I want to talk about the Oscars for a bit. And also, you know, Marvel, they just had a new movie. We wanted to talk about that. I think if we do another ranking, it's going to be Pixar. But you have to catch up on a couple of them. Aww. I know you don't want to, and I agree. But, like, <laughs> Toy Story 4, as I'll, I'll say right now, is a banger. I'm breaking the code. Of <laughs> not watching Toy Story 4. Because, well, now you should for this podcast. Now you have a reason to. 
Um, you know, I think before we go, I want to talk about some favorites again. I came up with some more questions because a lot of it, we don't want to be just a popular media thing. We want to be able to talk about anything. So for favorites, I have a couple of simple questions. So the most simplest of questions, what's your favorite color? Purple. It's the most masculine color there is. I love, like, ocean blue-green. Yeah, I know. Like the mix, yeah. I love that color. I would, like, die. Caribbean, like, Caribbean, yeah. Yeah, Caribbean. Yeah, absolutely. Favorite song and favorite band. They don't have to be the same thing, but, like, what's your favorite song? What's your favorite band? And it, it does depend on mood, but I do have a favorite band, and I do have a favorite song. Yeah, my favorite band is, um, well, my favorite song is uh, Dare by Stan Bush, because I have nostalgia for it, because I know I have it above the touch, because they're both in the Transformer movie, but mm-hmm. I prefer Dare because um, I just think it sounds nicer. Sure. But um, also, uh, my favorite band is actually Asia. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I I've only heard of the one popular song. That yeah. I, I know a lot of people only know them for heated at the that. moment, but like I'm talking like Go, Soul Survivor, um, probably more. <laughs> Fuck. There's more. <laughs> yeah, there's more. There's more. All right. So it does depend on mood. My favorite band is. Um, ABBA. I think oh they God. have so many fucking classics. Yeah. And my mother, like, makes light of the fact that I am obsessed with ABBA. The opening day when their new album dropped, I listened to it. And I was very disappointed, by the way. But, the like, they have so many good songs, dude. And, like, my favorite... My favorite song isn't ABBA, but my favorite band is ABBA. My favorite song, I kind of like keep circling around to this, is from a artist called Will Wood, and he's in a band called uh, Will Wood and the Tapeworms. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is called the Hand Me My Shovel. Yeah. It is the most fucking bonkers, wacky song, but it's about a detective trying to find evidence as he's slowly slowly like going bat shit insane and I just love it. I think the energy is high stakes and just the the musical composition just wacky. Yeah, you made me listen to that once. Yeah. I thought it was okay. I'm not a big fan of indie music, so <laughs> like that indie yeah. genre. Yeah, yeah. Right, it is indie, right? It is, but it doesn't sound indie to me. Because it's so unique. Because, like, a lot of indie is just, like, a guitar. And, like, that's it. And, like, they they, they sing, like, Billie Eilish. Just, I know. But then, but, like, this is, like, high energy. You've got, like, techno and guitar. you got, like, a bunch of wacky shit in it. Here's another one. Favorite place to eat out. I don't eat out. I feel like you you don't. I feel like you do. Okay, fine. 
restart. Favorite fast food. That's all. <laughs> Definitely Wendy's. Wendy's? Yeah. I, I think that would be my number two. But my number one's A&W. Yeah. Love their burgers. I, Cheese curds are good. I would say A&W if they existed. If they had more than, the, <laughs> like, a couple of stores. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, those were just some of the favorites. Not as many as yesterday. But, yeah, thank you for indulging us on an even longer episode of the Chill Mart Podcast. Don't press the stop button, not the, the alt. But here's the thing. I want to plug the social media again, so can you load that up? Please? Oh, shit, yeah. Okay, so we indulged this early on, but now we're going to indulge it again. On Twitter, we are at ChiliMarty69. On Instagram, we are at the Real Chill Mart. On YouTube, we are Chill Mart Podcast. And we are also on Spotify, just under Jill Mart. Um, thank you for listening to the next episode. Next week, or just next time, we, we still don't have a schedule, really. But I think the next time we do this, it'll probably not be a Pixar ranking. We'll probably have that for, like, the fourth one. But I think it'll just be more casual, like the first one. We'll just kind of come up with anything. And hopefully they're not as long. Yeah. But the first two episodes, we just had a lot to talk about. So, yeah, thank you for uh, listening in. My name is Riley. Oh, I'm Hunter. And uh, thank you for listening to Chill Mart. Chill Mart.